Hello and thank you for listening to episode 58 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave, this is an entertainment show, and that means that of course I'm joined by the man who's currently sat next to clean towels and hot water just in case. It's Chris. Hello. 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 <laughs> I'm still here. There's there's only one child in the house. Well, two if you count me, I guess. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, still, still only one child. The baby's not quite due yet. 29th of October. So we've got a couple of weeks. Uh, two weeks tomorrow, in fact. Uh, if everything goes well. Um, Kay saw the midwife the other day and the, the baby's in a good pos- position. It's got its uh, head down. Um, ready to dive out, ready for action. He's <laughs> uh, got his ass up, and, oh, well, and just like Daddy. All that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm normally I'm ready to dive in for action though. But, um, uh, so there's there's all that good stuff to look forward to. Um, I, I can't remember how many fifths or whatever it is that she said that the baby's, but she the baby's getting lower. I mean, <laughs> there's there's nothing stopping it now. It's uh, you know. I can't push it back in, uh, <laughs> which I'd like to try. So, uh, no, it's, it's all good. Uh, I'm glad that we've managed to get another show in. I'm still determined to uh, do Bound. Mm, if we're going to yeah. do it, we're going to have to do that next week. Uh, but I haven't, I'll need to speak to Tina about that. I haven't watched it yet. Um, normally, watch a film on a Thursday with Kay. Because that, like I said, I've said before, that's our designated night. Out of all the weeks, she's lucky enough to have me for one day of the week, which is <laughs> Thursday. Uh, <laughs> so um, she's got that to look forward to. But The Bloody Apprentice has started on Thursday, oh, hasn't it? No. So we sit down and watch The Apprentice together. So that's that's sort of like fucked up our film nights. Otherwise, we would have watched it by now. And um, I was curious to see how a bit of lesbian action, a bit mm. of lesbian licking would have um, <laughs> gone down, so to speak, uh, because obviously we watched Secretary together. Uh, and I'd say again, watch that because it's a great film. But obviously that got a quite horny, uh, which was good. <laughs> So I'm seeing it, like I say, two weeks till the baby's due, whether mm. watching a couple of lesbians going at it, um, that might get her in the mood. I somehow doubt it, but you never know. You just, you're hoping. I'm hopeful. <laughs> Either way, I'll have a wank afterwards. So <laughs> Jawing, probably, knowing you. Anyway, <laughs> you won't care. <laughs> yeah, I won't. It'll be fine. She, you know, so, um, I, I, you know, it's it's one of those things that, she must know that I do it. We've never really talked about that kind of stuff um, to, to that. You know what I mean? So, and especially at this state, at stage of the, the pregnancy, she's nothing's happening. We're not doing anything. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's always a uh, stiff t-shirts everywhere then. There is. Yeah. I'm walking around like fucking John Wayne. My ball, <laughs> my balls are sort of swinging between my legs. <laughs> but uh, no, it's all good. How are you? Are you all right? I'm all right. Yeah. I'm glad we got this recorded. It'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. It's been nice to talk to you. Yeah. Haven't, uh, well, we, ch- we chat on WhatsApp and everything, don't we? And, uh, you know, shoot the shit every now and then. Mm. You're usually busy in a car. You spend most of your day in a car, don't you? I know. God. Traveling. Racking up the miles. Yeah. So, but uh, tonight, even though I'm training tomorrow, I have cracked open the uh, Jack Daniels with honey. So, and I've got an extra bottle next to me just in case, even though my sort of like, because Kay bought me a, uh, you know, like one of those posh sort of like whiskey glasses. Uh, and it's actually got Jack Daniels and honey on, on, you know, imprinted on it or whatever it is, you know. Ooh. So, um, yeah. Um, so here we go. Chink. There we go. <laughs> clink, clink. 
So you could even be cracking open another bottle of it. Oh, God, yeah, that's good. Oh, I fucking love that shit. <laughs> oh, you've tried Jack Daniels with honey, haven't you? I have, yeah. It's bloody gorgeous. Oh, it slips down. So it's like you get that sort of initial taste and flavour and then it's you get that sort of burn you know after a, a couple of seconds but it's not like normal whiskey because it's sweet enough that it kind of the the, the sugar kind of insulates the the burning <laughs> sensation you can tell i've drunk too much of it the, the <laughs> honey. it's the honey isn't it that's what you yeah. take with a sore throat though isn't it you have like a tea, oh. teaspoon of honey yeah, to fucking insulate the... I've drunk too much of it to analyse it, you know, but... Uh, and I've got a bit of a cold. That's my excuse. So I'm drinking. I don't give a fuck. That's a damn good excuse. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, so things are okay, my end, your end. Yeah, yeah, things are all right. So we're just waiting for uh, you to be a dad again, really. Because you don't know. You don't even know the sex yet, do you? Do you? No, no. No. Uh I say I'm not bothered. I can't remember if I said this last time, but um, you know, it'd be nice to have a boy because yeah. you've got a boy and a girl. But either way, I'm not fussed. Uh, you got a boy and a girl, haven't you? Yeah, and like you, you know, if your second one is a boy, a uh, girl came first for me and a boy. Mm. Yeah, just 14 months between them, and there's. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some tips for you, mate. You know, if you if you do have two and they're both different sexes, it's. Ooh. Yeah, just be careful. There's always that thing, you know, if the boy's got a bigger, bigger cock than you as well. That's, <laughs> well, that's guaranteed. <laughs> Immediately, you know, ruling the house, swinging it around. Yeah, yeah. you know, dad, just, you know, he, he just kind of, he won't even have to whop it out. He'll just kind of like pat it and go, fuck off. You know. <laughs> he will whop it out, trust me, if my son was anything to go by. It's amazing really? how early they start getting hard-ons as well and how they want to show it off to you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Daddy, look, my willy's gone hard. <laughs> In front of his sister, who's going, oh, put it away, put it away. Oh, God. Yeah, and then it's like a, it's like a little game then, because he's sat there and just flicking it. <laughs> well, that never changes, does it? No. Um, so, But um, I had a friend at work, and he'd tell me that his son, who's like a young boy, but I think he's about uh, seven or eight, uh, and he's like, he'd... He'd go into the room, or his bedroom, and he'd be, he's, this little boy would be covered in sweat. You know, he'd be <laughs> sweating profusely. And he's too young to have a wank, whatever. So, like, you know, the guy's thinking, what the fuck, you know, why, you know, why is he covered in sweat? And then he, he kind of, like, he watched him uh, the one day, and he'd be hump, he'd furiously be humping his fucking <laughs> duvet. He'd, like, be rubbing up against it. Like, <laughs> Um, apparently, boys are dirty little bastards as well. Like you know, when it comes to stuff like that. Whereas girls, I think, mature a little bit more. They're a bit more refined, and yeah. I guess to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, boys just fucking like you said, get the cock out, flick it around, <laughs> pissing everywhere. Oh yeah. You know? oh, pissing in your. I mean, with a good girl, when you're changing nappies and stuff, it's not too bad if like the pissing when you're halfway through changing the nappy because it just it's a little puddle yeah. around them. Whereas with a boy, he'd fucking piss in your face, wouldn't they? Well, that's it, yeah. <laughs> so, I got, I, yeah, I'm not so sure if I want a boy anymore. <laughs> so immediately say, put you off. Yeah, saying that, it's kind of, you know, I'm already thinking to, like, boyfriends when when Kay comes. Uh, Kay, fucking hell, that'd be fun if my wife came home with a boyfriend. <laughs> uh, if, uh, you know, my daughter, when she comes home with a boyfriend, uh, it's like, oh, fuck. So, oh. I, I, yeah. What, yeah. If, what if she comes home with a girlfriend now? You never know. 
if she was fit, I'd be all up for it. I'd be asking her questions and everything. I'd be, uh, you know, just talking lesbian stuff. I'd love that. That'd be great. If she's a fucking, if she looks like a bloke or, well, if she, yeah, it, it, she'll probably be more manly than me because based on the reality <laughs> of lesbians uh, that I've met, compared to the sort of fantasy in my head is very different uh lesbians in my head are fucking supermodels like stunning gorgeous porn stars uh whereas the lesbians i've met in real life they yeah they, they wouldn't be sort of like uh out of place sort of on a building site you know with sort of scratching their ass with a crack hanging out and <laughs> fucking dungarees and all no. that kind of stuff. Nobody's going to be casting them in Bound 2 then. No, no. They're not like Jennifer Tilly and um, what's the other bird's name? Gina Gershwin. That's her. Yeah, the other bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can tell I've been listening to the Bad Cop, Bad Cop. I, said, I, should, I should have said the other broad. broad what's, that, yeah. what's that other broad's name? <laughs> yeah, you, you made an appearance on it as well, the latest one. Very briefly, yeah. oh god, yeah, that that was funny. Because uh, I spoke to Jerry, and I was like a proper little schoolgirl. When he listens back to this, he'll think it's quite funny. Because uh, he phoned me on uh, WhatsApp the other day, and I was just, I didn't answer because I was having my tea. And, I, and then when I did answer, I had to, I went up, upstairs to the toilet because that's the only place I get any fucking privacy if I'm lucky. <laughs> uh, and I phoned him back, and I, I was having a shit as well. <laughs> uh, anyway, and. I was like a proper little school girl when I spoke to him. I was like, oh, my God, I'm talking to Jerry from Bad Cop, Bad Cop. <laughs> and I think he was thinking, what's going on here? So uh, and I had to explain to him what tea was, you know, because I, you know, I had to patronise him a little bit because I'm not sure if he knew, being an American, what tea meant. Because uh, he probably thinks, like, you know, you're having a cup of tea with a cucumber sandwich or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then, yeah, he just said, you know, it would be okay if I played a bit of it on the show because it was kind of uh, sweet and everything and I did listening back to it I thought oh my god I do sound like I'm trying to tell him that I'm pregnant or something <laughs> uh, you know yeah, but that was cool I, did, I said to him hopefully we'll get a chance to have a proper chat uh, on the uh, the podcast at some point because that would be good fun I reckon oh yeah definitely bloody hell yeah <laughs> so yeah oh. there you go it's been good. So I've watched a few bits and pieces, um, and I've played a few little bits and pieces. Uh, even now, it's uh, time. You know, is is a commodity in our house. You know, it's uh, with, with a little one running around and everything else, uh, and with another one coming soon. I don't know. I'm going to get a chance to watch anything, but you know, <laughs> that's it, mate. It's your week. Your, no, it's your month off work. I was going to say your week. Your month off work. You're having, isn't it? Oh, I can't wait for that. Oh. Yeah. Still thinking in my head that, uh, you know, it's going to be dead easy and it's going to be all a, <laughs> a barrel of laughs. So I'm going to get loads of reviews done and watch loads of stuff. In that month, um, you know, have a little kip during the day because Lucy will be at school. Yeah. Baby will be asleep. The baby sleeps like 20 hours a day or 18 hours uh, of the day, don't they? Mm, usually. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think my memory's very hazy yeah. from the first one. So. <laughs> yeah. See how you go, mate. See at least this. This time round, I'll know how to put a fucking nappy on because I didn't know how to do that, you know. Uh, put the bloody nappy on sideways the first time round. Uh, I was under loads of pressure. I got the midwife watching me, my mum watching me, um, Kay watching me, and but you know, this t- it'll be more relaxed, I'm sure. Yeah. If they get jaundice like like Lucy did, I won't panic <laughs> like thinking that they're going to die <laughs> like I did last time. 
you know, thinking we've only been out of the hospital for two days and we're taking the bastard back. You know, we <laughs> failed as a parent. Nobody told me what to do. What am I doing? I can't go. <laughs> They're going to phone social services on me. <laughs> but uh, no, it'll be good fun. Oh, I yeah. Mm. Well then, um, ooh, I'm just looking at my little list here. Oh, um, yeah, I want to start actually. I want to start by um, thanking fabulous films for oh. for all the good stuff that's been sent, and particularly uh, Isabel. Isabel has been swapping a lot of messages with Tina oh. uh, from fabulous films, and well, well, Isabel's one of them names, isn't it? Where yeah, you associate. Yeah, you think it's not like I don't know Edna or. <laughs> Gertrude from Fabulous Films. You wouldn't sort of put that. <laughs> Fanny. Oh, mind you. Fanny. That's you don't hear many people get calling their kids. I know old fashioned names are coming into fashion and stuff like that. But Fanny, you, you know, I don't think people call their kids Fanny anymore, do they? No, not if you want your kid to, you know, not be ripped to pieces at school. <laughs> Although saying that. Um, there, we've been invited to a, a kids' party, as you do, um, and she's just started school, so we've got like fucking loads of invites to parties and stuff. A, a boy, and uh, his name is Jack Daniel. Uh, that's his first name. It's all one word. It's J-A-C Dan- <laughs> Daniel. Uh, and you're thinking, what the fuck? Come on. Seriously? You know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> I've not, anyway. Yeah, I've not heard that one before. Hmm. So, anyway, sorry. No, that's all right. We were just sort of mentally putting a, a picture together of Isabel, that was all. Oh, yes, so that was it. Um, well, and the other point I was going to make is that my uh, daughter's middle name is Isabel. So, because ah. uh, I do quite like the name Isabel. I think it's a lovely name. But uh, we, we did consider it as a first name, but then we'd be, we were saying, oh, but they'd be called Izzy or, you know, stuff like that all the time and whatever. So, um but yeah, it is. I'm sure she's lovely, yeah. Isabel. Well, there you go. See, your daughter's very beautiful, and she's got a middle name of Isabel. So, yeah. mm. I didn't mean that sort of like in a Jimmy Savile way, by the way. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen pictures of your four-year-old. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I just want you know to make that clear <laughs> right from That's the fine. start. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? No, yeah, Isabel, because they've been, mm. they've been loving the, all the, the reviews that've been going up. I had a, I've had a Lovely. spate of nineteen um, fifties and nineteen sixties low budget sci fi that have been reviewing, mm. and they've been loving them. But my God, the stuff they have sent us to review, mate, is is quite impressive to say the very least. Wow. Um, and we're sorting out a competition. Now we had we had a hidden competition in one of the reviews just a few days ago, uh, and it was I think it was Tony Hall. Was it Tony Hall? Wasn't it? I think. Oh, I think so. I'll have to check without, my phone. Yeah, without because I haven't got I haven't got my phone in front of me with Twitter. Mm-hmm. I know I've got a fucking big iMac in front of me. I that I could check it. Dozy twat. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be too much multitasking, so mm. I can't do that. Um, yeah, I'm going to do a few more of them. I'm going to hide little competitions within some reviews um you know and then people can win stuff i'm not sure what we gave away a um a sealed co- uh, copy blu-ray of big trouble in little china oh i love that film. on the last one so yeah they'll be watch out for them but we've got a biggie we've got a biggie competition that'll be up on the website now tina said 
oh, why don't you tell everybody what the prize is going to be? You know, tonight while we're recording. Mm. And I, I don't know. I don't know whether to tease people, you know what I mean? Just sort of tweak them, tweak them a little bit and tease them. Tweak but, them? Yeah, just tease them with a the hint that there's this big competition coming online. Oh, you haven't, you haven't even told me what it is yet, I know, you twat. I know. Let's just say that it could well be a big box set. Oh, big movie box set. Oh, really? Yes. How exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll just, I'll leave it at that. That's, uh, yeah, just to get them to keep visiting the fucking website, that's all. Well, the, uh, because... I, I was because I read all the reviews that go up, like you know when you you, you and Tina put up reviews, and uh, so it was Tony Tony Capone on Twitter, but it, I think it's it's Tony underscore Hall. So I think it's he's probably his name's probably Tony Hall mm -hmm. rather than Tony, Tony Capone. <laughs> Although Tony Capone would be a fucking awesome name. That would be a great. Um, one. But yeah, so and I was reading the review, and then I thought, "Oh, you sneaky bastards! It's got uh, a hidden competition because you have put competitions up in the competitions tab on the website before." Um, but uh, yeah, and I thought, "Oh, that's good. That's a good way of of getting people to, you know, it, it's you actually find out who reads the bloody reviews as well, don't you? Then you do, then yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, you know, like a little treasure hunt, isn't it? Yeah. So that's cool, and uh, I can't. I, whenever I say treasure hunt, I always think of Annika Rice's arse. Oh, As a, who I'm sure you do. Yeah. And uh, other other people who live in Britain who listen to this will know. If um, for people across the, the pond or wherever, um, type into Google Annika Rice's arse. Or you won't even have to type in arse because I'm sure that'll just come up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she ran from the helicopter. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh. Oh, if only, old treasure hunt. Yeah, if only that was still on. I had the video game of that. Did you? Yeah, I used to play it with my dad. It, it was on. Was. Yeah, I think it was on the PC, if I remember rightly. And, oh, memories are quite hazy. I think... I don't think there was any sort of board to accompany it. But I do remember having a great time playing it back, you know, back in the day then. Ah... Uh. But I don't think I had it, like even a pixelated version of her arse, though. It wasn't like Sam Fox <laughs> strip poker. You couldn't like undress Annika Rice as she ran from you know, town to town across the UK. Yeah, for people who, who don't know what it is, basically it was you got a load of people in a studio and then you got her uh, with access to a helicopter and the studio would be feeding back the clues of like she'd have the clues and they'd have to look maps and loads of shit and, you know, sort of like have to uh, figure out what these clues are and riddles and stuff like that and she'd get in a helicopter and then fly to wherever it was in the country and then have to discover this clue it's a pretty cool idea even now thinking about it isn't it and this was around in the 80s you know yeah, it's, yeah. so it's um yeah uh yeah it's a, an inch and then they try they ripped it off what was that other one that came out with um oh that tennis player annabelle croft um and the guy, I think he he was like chasing her around in a helicopter, and he sort of like pretended he was a hawk or something. Do you remember that one? <laughs> what, what was he trying to do? Was he like God. hunting her down or something with a sniper rifle? What the hell was he doing? Oh, fuck! I'm gonna have to find out what that was now. Um, oh my God! Carry on. Anyway, I'll find out. Are you sure that wasn't just like some sort of you know erotic dream that you had? One night? <laughs> I don't think even I could come up with something like that. Interceptor. There you go. Um, British game show. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. And he uh, flying around. It was uh, in a... Actually, she did Treasure Hunt as well. Annabelle Croft, according to this. Um, but yeah, I 
anyway, fuck it. Yeah, it was the same type of thing, except they tried to sex it up a little bit. So she was topless. <laughs> not not quite that much, but uh, yeah. Mm. There you go. Right. I only went for eight, eight episodes, so it wasn't that. Well, it wasn't. That. See, now if she had been topless, that's you know, it would have gone for longer. I'm sure. Oh yeah, fucking hell. Mm. <laughs> um. Oh, where do I start? Games, games, games. Mm. Uh, Madden has still been my main gaming go-to. Uh, I think the last time we talked, I was I was on about that Madden moments. And how you can pick and choose uh, little bits that you play. I, f- I found my jam with it now, mate. It's mm-hmm. connected franchise. I'm the quarterback. Uh, I let the AI do all the calls. Uh, and I just go through it like that. Which is, it's sort of like be a pro with FIFA, I guess. But I'm the quarterback. So I know to a lot of people, they're probably thinking, fucking hell, that must be really boring because I either throw the ball or I hand it off to somebody and that's it. Um, but I'm finding like the choice of what you can do. You sort of, I'm losing myself in it. Like I am the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that's been, you know, when you find a game and you just go, oh, I'm not sure what to play. And you always end up putting that one on. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing that with Madden now for about, well, uh-huh. since we last recorded, which is over a month ago now. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the main one. And to tie in with the American football, uh, on mobile, you like this, mate, because you like collecting stickers, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, make me sound like a right fucking geek. Yeah. Go on, why don't you? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. We're blokes. <laughs> we like collecting shit. I, um, I, well, I did when I was a kid. I've still got all my uh, sticker books and stuff, like sticker albums. Um and for the whenever the Euros are on um, for the football or the World Cup, I'll usually go like Panini stickers. Yeah, I'll, I'll collect those, and I've collected them up until the last Euros. Um, was it Euros or World Cup? It was Euros, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of lost interest in it, and I don't know if that's because it was just generally my reflection of football at the time. I was just, eh, I can't be bothered. And the, and the, those sticker books are like six hundred and thirty stickers you need, so you inevitably end up spending fucking hundreds of pounds trying to get all these bastards. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of lost a bit of interest with that, but uh, I did. Yeah, I do like. Uh, you know, it, when I was a kid, it was all cool shit, you know, like Star Wars sticker books or um, Action Man and um, stuff like that, you know, real Ghostbusters. So I've still got all those. <laughs> anyway, I am a big fucking geek. Well, you can. Well, this is, this is, this is Panini as well, though, mate. This is P- Panini Gridiron. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it's on the Google Play Store. I presume it's on iOS as well. Uh, and it's what it says on the tin, you know, it's just like you're... You, virtual sticker album you log in every day and of course it has yeah it's got uh, microtransactions well you say microtransactions i think i looked the other day and you buy coins and you spend the coins to buy packs i think the most expensive block of coins that you could buy it was about 90 quid <laughs> which was who the fuck Whoa. is gonna spend that um, but it's just the usual thing that, you know, if you don't mind taking your time, that if you log in and you log in every day, you keep getting more and more coins. And, you know, you can build up your the album and you've got loads of different albums. You've got all this year's players. You've got all past players. is another album. Um, you can set up trades. You can have friends. You know, it links into Facebook and all that kind of shite as well. Um, so you can trade stickers with friends and that. So you can complete everything and it won't cost you a penny. Uh 
but it's just one of those because I really love the NFL and I've got that sort of collector gene in me that, you know, once you start on something, you've, oh no, I've got, I'm missing three from this team and I want those. So it's sort of ticked that with me at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's a t- would you spend would you spend money on it? Um, I find that games like this, if they if they hold me interest, I'm still playing it like you know a month from now. I'll give them a few quid, you know, because I've had you know a month's enjoyment out of it, so why not? But I'm not yeah I'm not going to go mad on it. I'm not going to just because I'm sure of a few players, I'm going to spend some cash. I'll just mm. yeah I'll wait. I'll wait and find out. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, the Walking Dead. Mich- How do you pronounce it? Is it Michonne? 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 I don't watch The Walking Dead. I started watching. I got to, into the series two, and then I lost interest in it. I must admit. Do you, you don't watch The Walking Dead, do you? No, I gave up on. I think season three. I think I gave up on it. Same, same here. I yeah. Think, yeah. Um, but the games, though, I, I played both series of the games. Um, Telltale Games, isn't it? Mm. Um, this was just a three-episode one. It was cheap on the, the PlayStation store. Um, I think it was about seven quid or something. Three episodes. Each episode took about two hours, six hours in total, plough through it. And they are... I mean, all these Telltale ones, they're more of like an interactive storybook, really, aren't they? More than, yeah. the, more than the game. But I found with these, it's you know, if it's a really good story, I don't mind sitting there and pressing, you know x now and again or moving the stick to the left uh, and this was a cracking one I, I actually preferred it to season two of the walking dead in the games right yeah i thought it was great i don't know whether it being just three episodes uh and it being a bit tighter yeah you know they really had to cut the fat off the story if that added to it but yeah it was really good played, mm. played through that in a couple of nights are you tempted by the batman one that's come out i think episode two's just come out or it's about about to come out. Mm, uh, yeah, the tell, Telltale. Yeah, yeah, I am. I usually wait for them to go on sale, though. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. They did a pack um, of all of the like. You know, you got Lord, uh, not Lord of the Rings. Fucking uh, oh god, what's the fantasy? The sort of gr- you know. Uh, oh god, you don't watch it. You, you be Tyrion and all them wankers. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> fucking. <hell. laughs> <laughs> Tyrion and all them wankers. That's what should, they should rename the show. That could be the, um, the spin-off series. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Tyrion and all oh, them wankers. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, so you've got that, and then you've got Borderlands, and that was the, brilliant. The... That was really good. Oh, I'm going to try that. I have to. Oh, I've got it. I tell you what, um, mate. I'm sure, and I think. Oh, I think it was Gary on Game Burst when they talked about it a while ago. Oh, it was either him or or Andy, I think. And they brought up a really good point that at the beginning of each episode of the Borderlands ones, there's always a song and it's put to... And it's... Oh, I think it's five episodes. Each of the five songs, mate, are fucking brilliant. Really, really great songs. Uh, And the visuals that they put to it it's just it's like this three I'm actually it's weird I'm actually I'm starting to look at my arms now getting goosebumps talking about it it had each the the beginning of each episode had that effect on me that I was getting goosebumps because the um the music and the song and the visuals that go with it were like oh my god this is such a great way to start every episode mm, and, and the, the story itself was really good as well 
Nice. Yeah. But yeah, so they, they bought out a pack of about five or six of their games for like 50 quid. So, yeah, I mean, you can get them relatively cheaply these days. So, but yeah, I, I just, I, I do like them, but I, I find I have to be in the mood to play them. Mm. Um, you know, so, but, uh, oh, that's good. Um, I am intrigued by the Batman. I've heard middling things about it. It's sort of like it, it deviates from the traditional, you know, style a little bit, and there's a bit more content in it, so it's a bit more of a game as opposed to just, you know, watching the, the sort of things play out and picking a choice, whichever one you think yeah. is going to be the thing you want to do. So, mm. yeah, I tend to have a break between playing those sort of games, you know, I'll play. Because I haven't played one for ages. I think the last one I played was Borderlands, and then I, I picked up this, you know, The Walking Dead Michonne. And um, I think that's what helped as well, because I took a good few months' break from not playing that type of game. Because I've played them yeah. back to back before, and it did sort of grind a bit, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's a bit simmy, similar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, next on my list is something. Um, that that you talked about in your mega EGX review, mate, that went up on the website. Oh, yeah. Mm, Mantis Burn Racing. Oh, yes. That came out um, yesterday, I think, 13th of October. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty bloody good. <laughs> you enjoyed it? Yeah. Top-down racer. Um, unfairly compared to, as it's going to be because the weight locks, you know, micro-machines. Yeah. But it's got, it's good, it's got a nice little sort of uh, RPG element to it where you're building up your cars, you've got um, Amateur Pro and Veteran, I think, are the three different uh, sections you go through. And within that, you've got light vehicles, medium vehicles, and heavy vehicles. And you can you can buy, you can buy upgrades for them with tyres, engine, boost, and all of this. But what I like about it is you've got you've got the ability to like tweak your cars, but it's not it's not like Forza. You know, Forza is like too much for me, oh, where it's yeah. all like you know talk. And oh, and I've, I've got to let the left front tire down two psi to get the best. That's too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this is, you've just got set um, set holes. It's it's all done with gears. You earn gears through the through racing, and the gears are what you use to upgrade all of your cars and everything. Um, it's got a, a really good single player career mode to it. Uh, it's got an online section that didn't work, <laughs> so I tweeted them. And fair play to Vufu, they tweeted back and said, "Oh, give us a screenshot. What's happening?" And I woke up this morning to a tweet from them going, "Oh, is it working now?" They must have, you know, done work some magic in the background. Tried it, yeah, it was all fine. So they fixed it. That uh, the online. So I've had a, a quick couple of online races. Uh, got my arse handed to me in each and every one of them, mm. but. Yeah, there's only two sort of environments at the moment, which is like, I forget the, I forget the actual name, but it's basically one sort of out in. It looks like you know all around the Grand Canyon in America, that sort yeah, of environment, a desert, yeah, kind of, yeah. It's like that, and another one's in a city um, at night. Yeah, but it's 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 got couch co-op on it. Um, yeah, online multiplayer and a really good single player game to it. And from what I've read, they're going to support it with um, DLC of. of new places where you can race and, I don't know, probably new cars and all this kind of stuff. So it's good. Very, very good. Yeah. I, well, as you said um, on the sort of preview I did when I played it at uh, Eurogamer, uh, really enjoyed it. Thought it looked great. Um, uh, apparently, it's if you've got a, a 
4K TV or HDR TV. It's going to run natively at 4K on the PlayStation, which I would be nice for people, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. The cars handled really nicely. It looked great. And and uh, what I didn't know is that it's the people who made Pure Pool, and yeah. you know, which we we fucking love that game. Um, and yeah, it, I think they said that it's like a studio of about eight people. You know, there's not many people who work on the the game. It's not like a big fucking team. It's uh, it's only a few people. And I think what they've done is great. Uh, I think there was they, I was talking, chatting to a guy called Sean, um, who's the creative director, and he was uh, saying that they got people who uh, or a person that used to work for Rare that's working on the team. You know, so that that works on games like Banjo Kazooie. So they've got. A really good pedigree and and you know not good people working w- with them um mixture of young heads and old heads and stuff like that so um i'm looking forward to diving into it i must admit mm-hmm. and they have nailed uh with races like this it's all about the drift you know when you're drifting around corners and they've nailed that to perfection mate For, yeah. yeah it's one of those where have a few goes on it and then that's it you're flying around the corners and each of the different vehicles the light um the light ones are like buggies, the medium ones are like, you know, Trans Am cars, and the heavy ones are like fucking big truck things, like the armoured trucks that pick up money from banks and that. They're like those. Um, destructive environments as well. You can find shortcuts and plough through signs and shit. So you can find some neat little shortcuts. Yeah, it's really, really good. Having a good time with it. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think it was it 13 quid or something like that? Yeah, it was, it was definitely under 15. I'm sure it was under 15. That's not bad at all. I mean, if, you know, um, for, for the, the kind of game that you get in and, you know, it, like you said, it's really good. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last one on my gaming list uh, I bought yesterday as well with Mantis Burn Racing. And it's Duke Nukem 3D, oh. the 20th anniversary edition. Now then, you've talked loads of times on the same coin. Uh, you've got Golden Axe, isn't it, is your your game that you always play every year i think yeah it's a game i i play because i have done since it came out i love it i love the setting i love the, the gameplay it's you can complete it in 25 minutes mm. so it's you know it's classic yeah. it's absolutely classic and it's like a comfort blanket you know certain games that you go oh and you remember playing it from years ago and it's like oh this is really good even though mm. you know it, everything in the game well duke nukem 3d is like that for me <laughs> i played it when it first came out Oh, played it so many times on the PC. Uh, I got it again on the 360, completed it, did everything on it, playing multiplayer on it and everything. Uh, but what I love about this is there's new levels on it to begin with, uh, which is really good. But what's getting me, because I've never had a game that's got this on it before, even though I know there's like loads of games that's done it, it's got like director's commentary on it. Uh, so uh. you can play it one of the modes you play it on so i'm playing it the first time i've stuck everything on on um on easy i'm going through really slowly and then these little sprites appear with like a microphone on them you walk up to them press square and then you get a little snippet of director's commentary so i'm just walking around i think i did the first the first level was it hollywood holocaust and it took me like about 20 minutes (laughs) because I'm just going around and clicking and and just standing still and listening to all the commentary. And there's loads of these little icons around everywhere. They've Mm. even put them because um, Duke Nukem, you know, like Doom and all games like that, I've got loads of hidden areas to them. Um, But I know where they all are because, you know, I've played the game so many times. But they've even hidden all these little um, director commentary bits, even in hidden areas and everything. And they're so funny as well. You know, it's... it's, um, 
quite a witty commentary track to it. But then they're coming up with all these little snippets of stuff that I never knew. So it's like, oh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> I'm just going through it really slowly and doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. Have good. they done anything with the graphics or is it still the same? Uh, yeah, you've got a choice in the options. I'm trying to think now because um, I've already done that first level. Uh, well, I did it tw- twice, actually. I went through it with all the commentary and then I thought, oh, speed run it. And because there was, and I'm not, I'm not one for like chasing trophies or anything. But I just read, oh, there's one to do it in, I think it was under three minutes. Well, there is a way you can do it in like, oh, God, about 20 seconds. There is one way you're doing it. But I thought, oh, I'll try a different way. And I did it like, I think it was like a minute, 22 seconds or something. Mm. So I've done it twice. I took my time with the commentary and did it again. But if, from what I remember in the options, yeah, there is something to do with the graphics. I'm playing it with just, you know, as it was. With your bog standard, you know, <laughs> flat sprites and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But there's it's new, easy. This new, this new voice work by the guy that did the voice of Duke as well. There's, ah. there's, you know, for fans of the game, there's a load of new stuff in it. So it's it's not just, they haven't just pressed, like, you know, well, not even pressed a HD button, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> made it, just made it look a little bit prettier. They've put some work into it. And if you're a fan of the game, it's it's a must buy. I might look at picking this up then. Mm. I do like. I haven't played Duke Nukem 3D for ages, but um, I do like it. It's yeah, uh, it's good. It's 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 funny, isn't it? It's stupid. It's just it rips off all sort of like my favourite films like uh, Escape from New York and you know just films like that. You know, and just making stupid comments. It's like from They Live and whatever. You know, because he actually says, doesn't he? I've come here to chew bubblegum kick ass and chew bubblegum yeah. and I've, you know he even takes the lines direct from <laughs> the films you know he's not shy about it oh, so no, not at all <clears throat> mm. so that was it that, that's my gaming mate awesome yeah um i'll talk a, li- a little bit about games then so uh, i've been playing forza horizon 3 um on the xbox exclusive to pc and um xbox one and it's it it's a fucking glorious looking game. I mean, I have to say it's probably one of the best looking games I've played on the Xbox. Uh, it looks stunning. Uh, at times it looks, it looks photo realistic, you know, this sort of, as you're going through, you're splashing into the water. Uh, you know, you've got this sort of water spraying up against the screen. Um, it, when it rains, it looks fantastic, you know, absolutely brilliant. Um, this, this one's set in Australia. So you're driving around, it's, it's open world. So you can drive wherever you want. There's loads of different events and stuff like that. Uh, it's got online play um i've tried a bit of the cross play kind of element to it because this is one of the things that microsoft talks about at e3 about having exclusive games that they're publishing and releasing uh, on pc and xbox so um you can play together which i think you know that's a really good idea um you know it it just it's about time to be honest with you it'd be nice if i know rocket league's been talked about for a while trying to get you know xbox and playstation players playing together but sony don't seem that keen on it uh which is a shame but still Mm -hmm. um and that for the for the most part works really well the voice chat was a bit choppy in it i must admit um that doesn't seem very well optimized uh it's on, on it's it runs okay on pc uh it could run better i think they need to tweak that a little bit but as an open world driving game, it's fantastic. You know, it it ticks all the boxes. Um, fun races, looks amazing. Cars handle brilliantly. Um, people have been saying it's 
the the burnout paradise that you know that sequel that should have come um people are comparing it to that you know there's a lot of love for burnout paradise so um but yeah that's really cool i recommend that another xbox one exclusive which i've been playing for the last couple of nights is gears of war 4 have you ever played a gears of war game yeah i completed one and two okay um how come you didn't go to three? Any reason? Or uh, just not... No, I got a bit fed up of them, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, they are essentially the same type of game. You know, it's a third-person cover-based shooter. Um, you, you know, the formula hasn't changed particularly. Uh, I suppose the, the, the thing is now that, like before, they look like fucking steroid uh freaks you know they they sort of like the people that you're playing as huge muscle bound characters um oh, ridiculous over the top weapons uh like a gun that's got a chainsaw attached to it bloody you know you can chainsaw people up and and monsters and all that shit um and and the new ones kind of it's pretty much you know if you play the gears of war game you'll you'll pick this one up instantly you know what you're doing uh it doesn't do much differently but I find these games ridiculously fun. Yeah, I just think that they're, they're brilliant, you know, especially in co-op. Um, you know, you you change sawing people up. You you know, you're just getting into cover. You're flanking people. The weapons have got really nice feedback to them. Uh, they've got like an active reload kind of, you know, if you remember to reload your weapons you sort of like tap the bumper yeah. and then there's a little sweet spot if you tap it again it'll sort of like call it out perfect and it'll call it out and it'll instantly reload your gun but it's got a not you know a lovely sort of animation that uh if you miss it if you fuck it up it'll sort of like he'll still go to load the gun but it, it'll jam up and he'll be like sort of smacking the gun and shit like that you know i like all those little details um so this one um, as I said, the, the difference is, is that you play as uh, the main characters from 1, 2, and 3, Marcus Phoenix, his son. So not so mus- muscle-bound, a bit more realistic, I guess. Um, and uh, it's set 25 years after Gears of War 3. So, you know, the locusts, the evil monsters that you fought in the first three have, have disappeared. Uh, they've been destroyed, or so at least you think. And, uh, you know, you're sort of like playing the, the story out and... You know, you, you're sort of a bit of an outlaw, whatever. And uh, it's it's cool. I've I've just gotten to chapter three, I think, and there's six chapters, so I haven't finished it. If you like Gears of War, you'll love it. It's it is one of the best looking games on the Xbox. I think for me, it rivals. It's up there with Uncharted Four as being one of the best looking console games. Looks amazing. Um, playing it on PC and with my friend on xbox and the crossplay, they've nailed that that works flawlessly the chat and everything else is brilliant so um yeah highly recommend that one that one's just come out and then the other one i'll just mention very briefly is um uh, the review went up on the website today and it's a, a game on the pc by tin man games uh which is an australian uh, company that have made a load of fighting fantasy game books for tablets and um smartphones and that and for anybody who, like you know i said I'm, i was a massive fan of fighting fantasy books when i was a kid uh these are like choose your own adventure so instead of it being a traditional book you know reading page you know one two three four five whatever it'd be sort of like you'd read a little paragraph or a, a half a page whatever and then it would say what do you want to do do you want to go <clears throat> here or do you want to fight this monster or do you want to do this and to me as a kid 
this was just more interesting than reading traditional books you know mm-hmm. it was like it was it was exciting you know because you never knew what was going to happen and uh you turn to the page you'd end up getting into a fight with a monster now i'll be honest with you i when i never bothered sort of like using dice and stuff because the actual way you're supposed to play the games is that you'd roll for your st- stats and stuff yeah so like you'd have endurance and or stamina and look and you're supposed to like roll a dice and then keep track of them and write them in with a pencil in the front of the book i couldn't be asked with all that shit <laughs> uh so every encounter i had with a a monster or or a whatever it was the the book that you were reading i'd just win you know because it was whatever <laughs> i was just interested in playing the story yeah and and seeing what happened and, and the thing is because you could like um reread the books because you'd all you'd choose different things and there were parts of the books where you know you'd, you'd do something like it'd say oh do you want to take this off this beggar and you say yes i would i'd like to say it so you turn the page and you find out that the beggar's giving you a curse and you end up dying so it's like there's stuff like that and i'd always have my thumb in the back <laughs> of the the uh you know the page i just turned in case i died and i'd like you know shit so i'd go like be oh that's an extra life you know you know what i mean as, as a kid yeah as a nine-year-old that, that was an amazing concept and I've got all, you know, the collection of these books. So <clears throat> the apps themselves are pretty much like the books, except they do incorporate the sort of like the dice rolls and stuff like that. And, you, you know, you just tap the screen and it roll the dice, um, which is good because, you know, it just saves you from doing all that shit. And it, it, it does all your stats for you. Um, but essentially they are the books, but like put onto into this app um, and they're really cool. And they're like, they're two pounds, you know, they're, they're ridiculous, you know, for what they are. Um, they've got all the original artwork, which is amazing. looks fantastic. Um, but then I found out that they were going to actually do a game on the PC. Um, and it's, it is brilliant. It's the Warlock of Firetop Mountain. It's the first game book that came out. Um, and I'll say I'm holding it in my hand now because I was looking at it the other day by Steve Jackson and Ian Livingston. Um, just a, a brilliant, you know, I'm looking at flicking through now the illustrations and, and, and everything else. They're, they're just fantastic to look at. Even now, these books are like 30 odd years old. Um, but this is essentially the story from the page onto the screen. So you've got all the text and everything else and you read the text as you would in the book. Uh, but it's an isometric view. So your character is like there's multiple characters you can pick from. They've got different abilities. Um, they've, they've kind of like they look like little lead figures, you know, like kind of little figures and on a board uh, for a board game and and they move around like they kind of it reminds me a bit of hand of fate where but whereas hand of fate had the the combat that you did this is more like turn-based sort of like yeah. uh, combat uh, and you go on a little board uh, when you meet up with a monster and i don't like turn-based combat i just i there's too much to take on board but a lot with a lot of them you know whereas this you and you either you have to pick three or four things you move where you move which square you move to whether you attack something or whether you do a special attack and it's as simple as that um but the story progresses like i said you know do you want to go east down this corridor do you want to open this door and you're never sure what's going to happen because the way it works is that the the world is sort of like built around you so as you step forward the next room or cave or whatever it is you're stepping into will be built in front of you. So you never know by like opening a door what's going to be behind it. Um, 
and it, and so it, it's it's really good. You know, you you sort of have replay again replayability, uh, where if you fuck up, if you die, um, there there are like resurrection stones. You get three of those, but you can also collect orbs, which uh, are like your currency. So you know you, you, when you die you still keep all of those and you can buy extra characters which will have different stories and abilities and all that sort of stuff so there's something to keep you interested um it's 15 quid uh it, it's a it's one of those it's you can play it with a controller but i've been playing it with mouse and you know because it's just easy to move around and click what you want to do mm-hmm. um it'd be great on like something like the vita because you could touch what you want to do um but there's no reason why it couldn't come out on consoles because you can still play it with a controller um and like like you know these little games like i said f- for like mantis burn racing 12 13 14 quid you know they're they're nice little things to have you know there's too many games where you can spend hundreds of hours lost in a game there's nothing wrong with that i love the witcher 3 i'm still playing it now i'm, I'm 126 hours into it and i still <laughs> haven't scratched the surface and i love that game for that reason but there are games that you just want to play and you can play them for 10 minutes and you can, you know, just chill out and not have to worry about stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's it's nice to have stuff like that. So mm. recommended, highly recommended. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. Yeah. After reading your review today, mate, I thought, oh, I really want to play this. <laughs> it sounds really good. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm. Very good. With your, with your like, um, see, Forza Horizon 3, I love playing Forza Horizon 1 on the 360 mm. but i haven't made the i haven't made the leap to to an xbox one um i've got ps4 obviously mm-hmm. so i'm getting to the stage now where there's enough games you know uh, console exclusive games for the xbox one coming out and then after your chat with wayne on the same coin a few episodes ago when he was on about you know it's it's like the cheapest uh 4k blu-ray player as well <laughs> for the yeah. for the one s so now I'm thinking as like, as like a Christmas treat to myself, should I get an Xbox One S or should I get PSVR? I'd say PSVR. If I'm, I'm, I'm in, you know, I, you know what I'm like. I'm a massive skeptic with, with all things virtual reality until I tried it at, at Eurogamer, and you know you've read my. Uh, preview on a lot of the games that I played and I'm looking at all the tweets that people have been putting out saying mm. about their headsets and what they've been playing what they've been doing and like we mentioned Gary from Game Burst you know he was a massive skeptic as well, as well but he, you know he, he likes new technology he's they did a Game Burst um, day one impressions show and I listened back to it and I've been looking at all these tweets and I'm like fuck I really want that <laughs> you know I really want it yeah. it's, and I've even been sort of looking around because it, it's probably it's sold out pretty much everywhere I would say but you know looking at Argos is, and there's there's one in an Argos about 20 miles away from me I'm thinking oh shit shall I shall I <laughs> so but I'm going to be good I, I'm gonna, I'm going to wait till christmas i think and maybe treat myself then and um there might be a couple of bundles going where you get a, a couple of games thrown in yeah. so yeah it it is amazing i have to say what i've played of it what the you know the stuff the it it is mind-blowing um yeah hmm. i'm sort of like looking at all you know really and, want uh, <laughs> i've been doing the same it's like on my twitter timeline everything's been coming down and people are going oh this is amazing this is amazing and the only thing that's sort of like holding me back is feeling sick, that, that yeah. nausea feeling. Because I do, 
if I'm a passenger, like in the back of a car, I'll get a bit motion sickness after a while. I can't go on any fairground ride. And Adam said this. I think it was on on maybe the last the same coin. He was on about he can't go on anything that goes round and round. I yeah. just say, even if it's like a little kid's roundabout, I can't go on it because I come off it and I just feel so sick for the rest of the day. I can go on um, like roller coasters or anything like that, but anything that goes round, I get really bad motion sickness. So I thought, I, I don't want to buy this. And then I'm like, I wear it for 10 minutes and I feel like I'm going to puke. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you can try them. They have been doing tours and stuff, so it's worth just trying them. From what I understand, certain games will have that sort of nausea effect on you um like drive club i played that a lot of people have been saying that drive club uh it has a, it makes you feel a bit kind of thing yeah uh, whereas a lot of the others uh aren't too bad um but yeah i'd probably if i'm unless you're gonna get a 4k tv as well then you i'd probably say playstation vr yeah oh so. might do that then might do that Mm-hmm. I should cut all that bit off because Tina listens to us. I mean, I should be going. Yeah, not by. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, nobody will hear that bit. It'll be cut. It'll be Christmas. <laughs> it's fine. So you know what'll happen? Well, you know, if I do get one, she'll try it, and I'll never bloody have a chance to get on it. <laughs> she'll, she'll be putting like, oh, imagine that if she could play The Witcher in three D. Oh, oh, God. On the unicorn, she'd be going crazy, wouldn't she? Oh, that, that's it. <laughs> she would be just replaying that one scene over and over again. Yeah. But I had a quick look on the PlayStation Store uh, earlier on, and there, there's a fucking load of games on there. There's there's so much stuff. Um, you know, that, so they are heavily backing it. Um, I'd like to see it as a success. You know, I'm, sh- I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. Mm. Um, it's better. It's. I mean, obviously, people were hyped up for Connect when that was yeah. first released, but this is a lot more to this than than there is Connect. You know, there's a lot more uh, immersion and uh, you know exciting things to be had with it. I think so. Yeah, that was it. Because I got mm. bur- I got burnt by Connect like a lot of people did, yeah. and it was like, oh god, there's only so much Fruit Ninja you can play. Well, that's it. It was. I mean, it was 130 quid, wasn't it, when that first came out? And I bought it day one. I, I was. I wasn't going to, but then I ended, ended up buying it. And uh, again, like you said, justifying your purchase by. Uh, oh God, what was it? It was one of the fitness games, and I did the fitness shit on it for ages because, <laughs> and it still never fucking recognised my leg curls, the twat. And it'd say, "Oh, you haven't done as many as you." And I was like, "You fuck! I fucking have, you bastard." <laughs> I've done loads of leg curls. I'm a fucking leg curl monster, you prick. <laughs> it's like, it, no, you haven't. It's like, fuck you, connects you, wanker. Cheating bastard thing, it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right then. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll keep that in mind then. Come Christmas mm. time. Mm-hmm. Movies then, television, <gasps> anything. What, what have you been watching, mate? While I'm, I'm just gonna have a quick. In case you hear me guzzling, I'm just gonna have a quick gulp of my cream soda. Oh, guzzle away. <laughs> Come on then. I'll let you begin. <laughs> um. Well, as I mentioned, uh, The Apprentice has started, and I, I do watch The Apprentice. I must admit, I, it's. I was watching it the other night. I don't know if you watch it or if you've ever watched it. It's so cringeworthy in, in places. I mean, it must be the way it's cut and everything. And it, it, it's been going for I think ten years now, and you know, it's like Alan Sugar's jokes. All it, 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 always worth 
thin. He says he says the same old shit. Well, he's in. I I, I like watching it. You know, it's. I think in fact, uh, they did an American version, and I'm sure Donald Trump was on that. You know, talking about fucking Donald Trump. The- <laughs> prick um but you know i I do like it but then it comes to uh, the weird thing is i'm sure i read somewhere i wouldn't have made this up um but i'm sure i read a a strap line like a headline the sexiest apprentice yet and i'm like what the fuck what's this guy you know but then saying that and maybe it's just me um you know because they they obviously wear you know kind of uh office yeah uh, like a secretary uh, secretary kind of you know get up and stuff high heels you know and and the skirts and stuff and whatever uh and it and it it, and it turned it from my point of view i'm not really bothered who, who wins it you know and and all all this shit uh it just turns out to be the one that i want to bang the most um <laughs> that i think yeah i'm cheering for her uh <laughs> and who is it in this in this series well, there's a woman in it. I can't remember what her fucking name is, but people who are watching it now will know. She's kind of she she's attractive looking, you know. She's got long dark hair, um, but she she's one of these that when she opens her mouth, uh, it doesn't do her, her any favors. Do you know what I mean? And she's she's quite annoying. She's she's a bit like um, Ricky Gervais from The Office. She's a bit David Brentish, you know, always mm-hmm. making jokes that aren't funny, uh, and and trying to sort of like you know do stuff like that so um but yeah that that's there's that and then this um i don't i can't believe i'm talking about this you know because it's not not something that we'd normally talk about but um strictly come dancing has started and i do quite like watching strictly come dancing but again i'm, I'm losing loads of credibility points here on a fucking hell it's like you know i collect stickers and i watch strictly come dancing uh how low can i get but i like watching that because not necessarily dancing as such or the celebrities but for the fucking fit dancers um and you know it used to be ola jordan when she was on that the f- i think that i had no interest in strictly come dancing at all uh, uh, for, for any reason and then one year she came out in a fucking cat suit and that was it i was hooked and it was just yeah this is it I'll, but then saying that uh, i suppose to make a serious point is that my daughter is four years old now and she watches it with us now and it is kind of that family tv and she will sit and watch this program for two and a half hours or whatever how long it's on for and she'll be into it you know and um she so it's kind of but then i'm you know i'm thinking she's into this she's watching the dancing uh, like i sent you that video didn't i of um, yeah. her dancing along <laughs> it was great and, yeah uh, whereas as me, I'm fucking perving on the dancers uh, like a dirty old bloke. Oh, there's your little four-year-old daughter stood in front of the television dancing, un- unknowing that her dad's behind her with like a fucking half a hard on. <laughs> <laughs> I know, watching these dancers. So they've had a few new ones because uh, they got rid of Ola Jordan, which is a bit of a shame because, you know, she was fit. Uh, but they've got a few new ones. And um, so that's that's what I watch. And uh, anyway, <laughs> that's the TV shit out there. So those are just TV shows that have started on. And you strictly come dancing all over the fucking world, isn't it? People watch oh, that yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, do you, do mean, you watch either, either of those shows? I've watched, I've watched um, the American version of Celebrity Apprentice, which Donald Trump was on. And the only reason I watched it, oh, and this was like a few years ago now, was Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister was in it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and I'm a you know, big Twisted Sister fan. So I thought I'll watch that. And it was pretty good. I got into it and watched all the series. Even when, like, D. Snyder didn't win. Spoiler. Um, but even when he got knocked out, I kept watching it because it was quite 
I don't think it was more than quiet. It was very entertaining. I've I have seen some episodes of like the the UK Apprentice, but I've never watched like a full series all the way through. I've just caught caught episodes, but then the episodes that I've caught, I've enjoyed it and watching them because, like you say, this one's you've got the perf element, obviously. Um, but then some of the shit they have to do, some of the tasks that they do. And you end up, you end up going, "Oh, you thick shit!" You, sp- yeah. you know what I mean? And they're supposed to be, well, doesn't the winner get like a, a job at Alan Sugar's firm? Still, does that still happen? No, they get, um, they have to pitch an idea, and then if it, if he likes the idea, they'll get two hundred and fifty thousand pounds ah, to okay. to fund it, basically. So, and they are, you know, it's like that. Watching them, they are fucking come across oh, as such idiots they do and there's so some of them i mean not all of them obviously but some they're so far up their own ass oh, with yeah. their own self-importance and then they're, they're tasked with doing these simple things and they couldn't even wipe their own ass they can't them, can no, they? they can't and then they'll end up like stabbing each other in the back because you know when somebody ends up in the boardroom and, and then gets fired at the end of it um <laughs> and they'll be slating each other but um it is. It's kind. It, you know, as celebrity, t- um, not celebrity. Sorry, uh, reality TV shows go. It's one of the ones I do watch. I must admit. Um, so, but yeah, uh, that's it for my TV. I don't know if you've got any TV. I have. I've got. I've, oh, and I've got a TV mate that you've got to watch. You, go on. you have to watch it. And it's a TV series that, when they announced it, I was dead against it. <laughs> I was like, "You can't do that." Westworld. Oh, Vacuum oh. Westworld. Oh, okay. Oh my God, it's so good. Uh, I've uh, episode two was. I think it was this week. It was out. We haven't watched it yet. Um, well, I think we're a week behind actually in the UK because you know there's other ways of watching things. But um, yeah, episode one, mate, stunning, absolutely stunning. Uh, Nods to the original movie, which, again, if nobody's seen the original movie, if this is their introduction to Westworld, for fuck's sake, go and, go and watch the movie with Yul Brynner, because uh, that's, like, fucking incredible. But, the, yeah, there's enough nods to that movie, uh, but keeping it fresh as well and putting their own spin onto it. So whether you knew the movie or not, you're still going to get a lot out of it. And, oh, I don't want to say too much apart from watch it as soon as possible. <laughs> It's that good. It's it's it could be like the new Game of Thrones if enough people latch onto this, mm. uh, because the the possibilities of the way the stories can go off, you know they could they can go into the different worlds. I guess if you know if they carried on making different series. Excuse me, that cream soda's coming up. <coughs> Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it we me and Tina sat there and we were just like lapping up every minute of it. Absolutely brilliant television. Um, yeah, I've heard it's really good. Uh, it's got a good cast as well. Um, you know, you've got uh, James Marsden, Luke's, Luke Hemworth, uh, Jeffrey Wright, Tandy Newton, Ed Harris, mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins. Um, so it's got a good cast. And it's H- HBO, isn't it? So it's yeah. going to be pushed, you would have thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's violent. Um, yeah, boobs in it too, mate. You know, it's got it all. Oh, really? Blood and boobs. What more oh, do you need? Yeah, even better. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, early on we're locked into that. I have watched um TV series of Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I watched the trailer for this, and I have to say I, I wasn't impressed by what I saw of it. Well, I, again, this was another one where it's like, for fuck's sake, why are they making this? Then I watched episode one, and I really enjoyed it. 
Ah. Yeah. Once you get out of your head, it's not Mel Gibson. Um, it's It was really good. I have watched episode two, but I had a little bit too much wine, so I don't remember too much about it. So I need to rewatch <laughs> that. <laughs> but it's what well, I'm going to give it a few. If it carries on in the vein that episode one started, uh, it was fun. Um, you know, you've got Martin Riggs there who he just wants to die. The, what happens at the beginning of this one? And it's, I know it's a spoiler, but you're going to see it right at the beginning anyway. And everybody knows that his wife's dead, you know. Um, his wife's pregnant and just about to give birth. He's out on a job, a police job. She's driving to the hospital ready to give birth to the first kid. And the truck hits hits them, kills them both. So right. that's what sends him into, you know, his, his spiral of despair. And he wants to kill himself. Um, whereas you've got like Murtagh. He's just had life-saving operation. And so he's the opposite, you know, he's... He, he had had that near death and he just wants to live and be with his family so the playoff between them was was really good and it got stupid action in it and the lines the dialogue in it was really good and yeah i sort of surprised myself because i went into it wanting to hate it <laughs> which to come out of it the other end and going yeah that was all right actually did surprise Ooh. me so we'll see how it goes i just don't want them to dilute the character of Riggs I'm hoping that they keep him like on the edge and you know that anything could happen he could do anything I don't want him to mellow and get sort of too buddy with Murtar and you know the 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 best buddies in every episode Mm. so we'll see how it goes because that's where I mean Lethal Weapon 1 there wasn't much of that but Lethal Weapon 2 there was more Mm. like he was kind of still crazy but kind of like yeah, it lost not it lost that not to crazy no, yeah it, it lost that sort of mental edge to him you know that yeah. really crazy side to him had gone and then by three and four that had pretty much all gone it had become more of a comedy then i think yeah. you know comedy with a bit of action um and you know that kind of stuff but uh so because obviously in lethal weapon 2 the that turns out that that is actually that south african dude who does that is that kind of not in in uh, implied or uh you know do you remember in lethal weapon 2 he admits that Mm -hmm. uh he ran his wife off the road Um, no this nothing's been implied yet i mean it did it did just look like it was just an accident but maybe that might come into a later episode that you know Mm. he comes up against some bad guy that was responsible for his wife and kids death so yeah Mm. but i'd give it i'd give it a chance mate um i'll report back in a in a later entertainment episode, just to see if it's if it stayed any good or not, um, mm. and then finally, yeah, on TV we're revisiting Twenty Four. I got up to um, the end of series three when it was first broadcast on Sky. Then I got rid of Sky, so I didn't see any after that. I think from what Tina said, she's never watched a full series i think she's just caught the odd episode here and there so we've got that as our regular if we you know if we have like a well it's like 40 odd minutes with no adverts in it yeah so you know we're doing the same as you you know if we've sort of got any time together um yeah that's sort of the default thing yeah let's put on a couple of episodes of 24 and we're only about seven episodes into series one loving it i can't and to be honest with you i can't remember too much about season one i can season two but not this first one. So, yeah, absolutely loving it. Still great TV. You know, was it like 15 years after it was first broadcast, I think? Oh, God, yeah, it yeah. must have been. So, yeah, that's that's been our main TV stuff at the moment. 
Mm. Yeah, the highlight definitely make Westworld get onto that. I will. I everybody speak to says it's really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to check that one out. Movies then, mate. Go on. Ooh, so you gave me a little. I gave myself a little bit of homework uh, after the last show because um, G- uh, Gene Wilder had passed away, um, yeah. and I'd watched Young Frankenstein uh, for the first time, mm-hmm. and then I said oh, I'll watch Silver Street because I've never seen that, and we did. Uh, we sat down and watched it, and really enjoyed it. It was. Um, I don't. Was it the first time that him and Richard Pryor were together? Was it their first movie? It could have been. It could have been. But, um, yeah, it's actually, it was more of a, I expected it to be kind of like their other uh, films, you know, like Stir Crazy and See No Evil, Hear No Evil, you know, kind of like some comedy. But, and this did have funny moments in it, but it was actually more of a thriller um, than, uh, from my point of view, there was elements of comedy and action in it, but it was it's kind of a more of a, a suspense thriller um but then saying that there's a bit where i think you mentioned it where richard uh, not richard Pryor. uh that basically the story is is that gene wilde is on a train uh he's a, a writer if i remember rightly mm-hmm. and uh somebody gets killed on the train and then there's a conspiracy you know and patrick mcgoon's in it and you know he, he plays patrick mcgoon an evil bastard um and then he meets up with richard Pryor, who's this escaped convict or criminal or whatever uh and so it's kind of like trying to figure out this mystery and everything else but there's a scene where they're trying to evade the authorities and they're going to this um uh, train station toilets <laughs> and um yeah, richard Pryor sort of says you know oh, we, yeah we're gonna get at this and gene wilder's idea to get out of it is to black himself up <laughs> <laughs> and to pretend he's a black guy and, and it's absolutely fantastic you know just trying to watch him you know do all these like black mannerisms and you know dancing and saying sort of crazy shit um yeah it's it's a really good film um from 1976 so and Kay enjoyed it uh she enjoyed it more than young frankenstein she didn't like that much at all so i've said i know i've said before that she's got a weird sense of taste when it comes to films and that comes out in another film which i loved and she thought wasn't that good and she's fucking mental for it but silver street was great really enjoyed that um next film we watched uh again because the type of these are the types of films that she likes so like disaster movies yeah and so like 2012 um you know i suppose independence day the day after tomorrow stuff where things get blown up she likes that shit mm. so thought well, what can we watch that's um that's of that ilk you know that's kind of recent and so i was flicking through and san andreas popped up with the rock Mm. dwayne johnson um and i was kind of like oh i've heard this is bollocks you know every review i read of it was like two out of five uh all that kind of really snarky reviews and i tell you what i actually really fucking enjoyed it i thought it was good fun um don't take it seriously at all but it's really good and i think the rock is coming into his own as i mean like i think we said he's the what was it last year or this year is the highest paid actor in hollywood yeah, yeah. which is kind of crazy thinking about it because you know not long ago he was fucking wrestling in the wwe <laughs> um his box office gold though in you know, if you look at the movies that he's been in they make a shit ton of money they are yeah. and you know um he's going to be in baywatch um 
later on <laughs> this year, I think, or next year. Um, but you know, I'm, I used to watch wrestling, so I know I knew The Rock from. from and he was always a charismatic guy, you know. But I think you can. It's he is he does remind you a, a lot of the sort of you know those early 80s or mid 80s action stars like Arnie and Stallone to a certain degree a bit of no nonsense he's a big dude you know um and he he just punches things and they fall down and whatever <laughs> um it's really, it's really good um like i said not what i expected it well i say not what i expected it be it was it, as i expected but well made and well done uh cheesy you know oh yeah uh, yeah totally some stupid shit in it you know but um Carla, I'm not sure he pronounced the surname, uh, Gugino or Gugino, or, but uh, I like her. I think she's quite tasty. Oh, yeah. And then Alec- Alexandra Daddario, who, if you're interested, um, was in True Detective as a bit of a stalker type uh, woman for Woody Harrelson's cop. And she got her tits out in that. And she's gorgeous. <laughs> and she's going to be in Baywatch as one of the lifeguards. Uh, if people are interested, I'm sure, you know, it, maybe it's just me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and Paul Giamatti's in it. So it, it's good fun. Kylie Minogue actually pops up in it for about five minutes uh, before she unfortunately well don't a spoiler but uh <laughs> so I'm just, but it, it's it's good fun you it know is, you, it is fun yeah we went to the cinema to watch it because it's me no, it's me have, that wanted to watch it obviously i tried to imagine there. that yeah i can <clears> imagine <throat> on the cinema it was um it was a good spectacle as well yeah it was yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it uh, you know me way more than tina did but yeah i came out of it you know it was just sort of cheesy fun action where you know, don't take any of it too seriously. There's a lot of like huge coincidences of things that happen, but it's just for the sheer spectacle of it and, you know, just watch the rock being a hero, you know, like we used to enjoy, like you said, with Arnie and Sly and that. I think, yeah, he can do a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, like he was in um, Walking Tall, um, Welcome to the Jungle. Um, and there's even a scene in Walking Tall. I don't know if you've seen that. I think that was like a sort of remake of a 70s film mm. with uh, Joe Don Baker in it, I think. Uh, but anyway, where he's in a nightclub and sort of Arnie walks past him and says, it's all yours kind of thing or something like that. You know, he's, he's about to get into a fight and that's kind of you know even then it was like he is passing the torch to another action star you know like a big action star kind of thing um and he's a big fucker in he the, the rock as well oh, he's hell uh, yeah. so um yeah that was good fun really enjoyed that um next film that we went on to this was a fucking riot i thought it was absolutely hilarious it was uh, the nice guys with uh, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Have you seen this one? Oh, yes, yeah. In the oh. 70s? 70s? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's set in 1978. Um, so Shane Black wrote and directed it. And Shane Black's, I mean, he's. I think it was since uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, yeah. which I loved. I love that. You know, he, he... So people know Shane Black is, for Christ's sake. You know, uh, he was in Predator. He wrote the um lethal weapon which you mentioned earlier on um the last boy scouts you know huge um sort of made loads of money in in the sort of 80s and 90s in terms of uh, as a writer um and then went into the wilderness a little bit i think openly admitted that he had drug problems and um whatever and then i think he he pretty much made his, his comeback with kiss kiss bang bang which he wrote and directed and uh, I love that. 
I thought that was a great film. Yeah. Bit, bit, bit convoluted, you know, a bit sort of messed up. But um, Robert Downey Jr. again, another. Uh, he's a massive star now, but then he was a risky proposition because mm-hmm. of again, well-known drug issues and and everything else. People wouldn't touch him with a barge pole. Helped uh, resurrect his career. And then you got um, Val Kilmer as was his name, uh, Gay Perry as a gay <laughs> private eye, and fucking hilarious, you know, uh, keeping a, a gun in his crotch, um, and <laughs> just uh, you know, Michelle Monaghan in a sexy Christmas um, sort of outfit and whatever. You know, it's just a brilliant film, really funny, um, witty dialogue. I mean, he's always been well known for his dialogue and his quips and everything else. Um, And then he obviously went on with Iron Man 3, huge box office. So he can do no wrong right now, uh, Shane Black. So the nice guys, I'd heard it was uh, good fun. And I just didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Uh, like I said, set in, I think, 1978. It's uh, got uh, Russell Crowe as a fucking no-nonsense private eye type dude who smash you in the face as soon as talk to you. And then you've got Ryan Gosling, who's another private eye, but he's a bit of a, a wimp. Now, I must admit, the thing that kind of impressed me about this, it was Ryan Gosling, because generally speaking, I think the films I've ever known him to be in, or you know, I've seen him in, are either romantic comedies or... Uh, so, like, you know, I think he was in The Notebook, wasn't he? And uh, that's not necessarily a romantic comedy, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's sort of... Um, What's the other one? A Crazy Stupid Love he was in. I, thought, I quite like that. Uh, and then, uh, or like Drive. Yeah. You know, so, and I've never actually seen him in a comedy sort of element or comedy kind of film. Uh, but he's a hoot in this. He was absolutely brilliant. Um, really funny. Really great, you know, witty, sharp dialogue. Um it just it kind of reminded me of a cross between uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and The Last Boy Scout, you know, just a mixture of those two films. And to me, that's that's brilliant. Uh, what did you think of it? Loved it. Yeah, I thought the setting of it was really good. Um, the 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 dynamic between Russell Crowe and Ryan, Ryan Gosling was just it was you could see it on screen. You know what I mean? Sometimes when you pair a couple of actors up like that, it either works or it doesn't. And this, yeah, the it looked like they were having a great time filming it. You know what I mean? It, it comes yeah. across on screen. It looked like this was fun to make. So it comes yeah. you, when you're watching it, you're just having a hoot with like, watching it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, um, I mean, Russell Crowe can, can be a grumpy bastard. And I think people can take him or leave him because he, you know, he comes across as a bit of a dick sometimes, but, he actually looked like he was having a lot of fun in this. He's got a bit of timber on him as well, hasn't he, yes, in this? Yeah. Uh, and it just, you know, added to his character. Um, really good. And and Ryan Gosling's got a little girl, and she's funny in it as well. Um, you know, it's just, it's it's cracking. Really good film. So we watched that, and Kay fell asleep halfway through it, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, other film, which, again, another crack if I, I think like a few shows ago i was on a really good run of watching yeah. some some fantastic films so that's a good one the next one we watched because i think you talked about it and tom had talked about it on 80s picture house was uh sing street oh my god yes and so this is about a young boy set in 1985 i think mm-hmm. and uh he it's set in ireland uh he's come from a, f- a fairly you know affluent family um and 
people are losing jobs in Ireland, uh, sort of moving to the UK to try and find work, and his family are financially in trouble, so they have to send him to a new school, which is rough as fuck. Um, you know, the family's got problems of their own, mom and dad are arguing, they're on the verge of splitting up, and the story is about this this young kid and he's so again he's going through all this shit and you know that in itself would just be kind of a typical kind of you know coming of age story or whatever but then he meets this girl uh who's a bit older than him and he kind of says to her look uh i'd like you to be in a music video for my band and he hasn't got a band and then it's about him sort of recruiting his mates and people around the school uh you know and uh, getting this band together and the soundtrack in it is fantastic the music is brilliant you know i had one of the songs in my head i still have it i'll still watch and listen to it now on, on youtube and i'll probably watch it now after i've been a bit pissed um <laughs> uh, drive it like you stole it um there's a scene where they're sort of like there you can just you can see how the band is progressing you know from being a bit shit and he's he's got the you know he's kind of every week he's being influenced by top of the pops and different bands so like one week he'll turn up to school dressed like depeche mode you know the next it'll be like um fucking i don't know duran duran so and you see all this and you see how their music changes and progresses and that there's a uh one bit where i think this is the first one that they shoot and it's in like a, an alleyway um it's what's it called the riddle of the model or something like that you know and it's kind of like that kind of um, 80s kind of oh, what's the the sort of type of music you know sort of um, oh, ABC kind mm. of uh, you know what's that type of uh, music that in the 80s of um, oh. do you know what I mean it's sort I of like yeah that's not exactly uh, what I mean but um... it, what was the what, Tony Hadley? What was his band called? Spandau Ballet. Um, Spandau Ballet. The new you know, Romantics. New Romantics. There you go. Yeah. That kind of type of music and. Um, and it just that like you seeing them gel and you know as as a band and practicing and uh, there's a character in it who plays his brother who I wouldn't say steals the the, the film because they kind of all add to it you know but he's really entertaining whenever he's on the screen he's kind of like just saying um, he reminded me of an Irish Chris Pratt I don't know why he just kind of oh, it's just okay yeah. Uh, you know kind of really charismatic good looking guy uh, you know kind of have like funny heartwarming scenes but then has like a proper meltdown where he kind of loses his shit with his brother and uh, just really kind of you know the end was i'd got a smile on my face again like i've said before we can make like these type of films really well like um uh pride what was it pride the other one with um oh but the, the uh, minor strike in the, the, the yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the gay movement and whatever you know and and we can make these kind of like bittersweet feel good uh films uh, really well and this is another one and like Kay said at the end of it like because she didn't really didn't like it and i was pissed off with there i must admit because i thought it was fantastic she said well that was a bit depressing wasn't it i'm like <laughs> oh my god it got like one of the most uplifting <coughs> kind of bittersweet endings in as much as that i don't want to spoil it what happens but I was like fucking pumped when I watched it. And I was like, yeah, that was great. You know, it was, yeah. and it was just like, you know, when you sit in somebody, yeah, well, you probably experienced this yourself. You're sitting with a film and you kind of want them to like it as much as you do. And it's just like, they don't. And you're like, fucking hell. It kind of <laughs> take, takes the wind out your sails a little bit. 
But uh, I love Sing Street. I, I mean, I know you did as well, didn't you? Oh, yeah, it, it is. It's still up there, mate, for a contender for the film of the year for me. Mm. Yeah, and it's, it's one of them as well. I found it such a great feel-good film as well. You're watching it and you've got a smile on your face and it's, oh, my God, this is so good. And you're rooting for them to do well. Yeah, I loved it, loved it. And again, it was mm-hmm. one It was one of them I thought I'd heard. I forget who got me onto it, actually. I think it, was it could have been Tom that got me onto it, thinking about it. <clears throat> but it was one of them that normally I could well have, you know, it, let it pass me by and not bothered with it. If it had just read, you know, the synopsis of it and gone, uh, not really my kind of movie, but... Um, but then, yeah, having watched it, yeah, it's definitely contender for the top one of the year. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then after that, I can't remember if I watched... No, we did watch it together. Um, and again, actually, Kay quite liked this one. Uh, we watched Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, uh, yeah. You've, you've seen this one as well. Um, and so I don't want to say too much because, you know, it's one of those films that you don't want to say too much because you, you could end up spoiling it. Hmm. But it's got John Goodman... Um, ooh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead uh, and another actor in it. Oh, I've not seen in, in anything. Essentially, it's got three actors in pretty much the whole of the film. Um, very stripped back. Um, you know, it's set in pretty much one location. Um, it's set in the Cloverfield universe. I've seen Cloverfield, if I'm right. And that was about like that was like almost like a found footage kind of film where it was aliens and monsters, you know, and and watching the last few moments of of this person running around with a video camera as it all kind of plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is more of a film, you know, that instead of like I said, a film, a found footage uh, film. Uh, whereas you've got Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and she is heading somewhere and then the next thing you know she gets hit by a car and she wakes up and you don't know the motivations of the people that have got her you know they're they're telling her that it's the end of the world as we know it that aliens have taken over you can't go outside because the air is unbreathable and you will die um but they're fucking a bit sinister as well and you're never quite sure what is going on and who is is doing what to who um it's really entertaining really chilling in places i have to say the last 20 minutes of it lost it for me a little bit it kind of yeah it it kind of fell away a little bit the 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 actual central drama between these three people was great and there were some shocking moments in it um but then it kind of like i said and she reminded me a lot of uh, i got a a ripley vibe from aliens you know kind of with it um but a really good film i uh, really enjoyed it i thought it was good and Kay liked it as well and she's not massively into sort of like i want classes as a horror film although on imdb it's classed as a drama horror mystery um but it, it does have some fairly you know horrifying moments in it i suppose yeah. it's not your traditional horror film is it really i don't mm, think no it's not um john goodman's amazing in it as well oh he's fantastic yeah because yeah. i think you've said in the past as well you know, when you, you say John Goodman, I always think, well, Roseanne. <laughs> yeah. It was instantly. But yeah. then, or King Ralph. Or King or Ralph. The, Flint, yeah. the Flintstones. Yeah. You know, anything that's a bit shit, really. Because <laughs> um, you just imagine him as this tubby kind of um, jolly guy, don't you? Yeah. You know, this kind of, you know, fat, fat kind of guy who laughs and jokes and takes the piss. Um, he's great. 
he's yeah. a proper fucking and I, I saw him in Red date um kevin smith film which uh and he plays a kind of serious role in that and he he'd lost a lot of weight for that and um but he seems to have piled it back on for this because he's yeah. a big big dude oh yeah uh, yeah yeah cracking film yeah he's really good in it because and then sort of his character arc and the way that the, the story progresses you, you go is he a good guy is he a bad guy is he telling the truth is he lying you don't know do you trust him? You know, if you were in that situation, would you trust him? And I know what you mean about the end of it, like the last 20 minutes, it felt like the filmmakers, it's almost that they've been like pressured by the producers or the people with the money going, oh, we need a big payoff. And it didn't need what it showed without trying to give anything away. Everything that was happening in that confined space held my attention all the way through. And, yeah. and, you know, even if she'd have looked out and saw whatever at the end and it finished there, I'd have been very happy with that. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. And then the other thing which I watched the other day, because, like, I, I, yeah, I kind of couldn't be asked to play anything. I just wanted to watch something and I, I uh, didn't know what to watch. But I kind of, like, um, I watch this every few years. I've got it on VHS and it's one of those that I watched on VHS continually. I'd rent it from the video shop um, and I was looking around online to see if I could find it. And it's called um, The Best of Martial Arts Films. Um, now, it basically, it's narrated by John Saxon and it is list, it's, a, it's a clips of all different martial arts films from from... Jackie Chan, Samo Hung, Shokasugi, Bruce Lee, Richard Norton, Cynthia Rothrock, Benny Yakides, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Basically, it's every sort of like martial arts film up until 1992. So you've got all Jackie Chan shit in there, uh, you know, which is amazing. You've got China O'Brien, which I hadn't seen for years, you know. Uh, you've got... Um, Bruce Lee's films in there, you know, and you got clips from all of them, and it kind of like it's nearly two hours long, and you can get this on Vimeo um, for free, and it's a good quality. I must admit, you can see it's a bit of it's a rip from a VHS because it's got a trailer in there for fucking Rapid Fire um, <laughs> with Brandon Lee. Um, but I love this, and if you're a fan of martial arts films or, or you know any of those people that I've mentioned, um, you know, just kind of like I said martial arts films from the 60s up to probably 1992 like i said or 91 it's got clips of all of the some of the best fights you've ever seen like there's some fights uh from jackie chan and benny uh the jet uh from i think it was wheels on meals and the, they're just i know it's all choreographed but there's some of the fights and jackie chan and and um uh benny um samo hung even you know that he can move and he's a big dude as well you know and young Bu, uh just some fantastic action um just i don't know if you ever watched this or if seen it um it's say just a, a clip of loads of martial arts films for two hours you know <laughs> it's the best thing ever i think i might have had it on vhs it's like ringing a few bells I'll tweet a picture of it later. Do it, mate. Do it. Yeah, I, I've got it. I've got it still. And I've got a V. I've got a video, but it's up in the loft. So I thought I can't be asked to go up in the loft and uh, and get it out. So, but I really want to watch this. So yeah, it's on Vimeo. Just type in the best of martial arts, or it's called the deadliest art, or something like that. So um, 
but it's on IMDb. Uh, it's great. Just a compilation of all the best action martial arts films over the past 30 to 40 years. Love it. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that now. <laughs> mm. I finished half my half a glass of... Um, Jack Daniels. Uh, you're gonna have to pour some more then. Aren't I think you? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pour a little bit more. Yeah. I'm gonna crack a new bottle open. Oh, is it? Is live oh. on air? He's deflowering his bottle of Jack Daniels. Look, 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 look. There it goes. So it's probably. I mean, I'm drinking it neat as well. You can do with that though. That's a good thing about it. So I'm not doing too badly, I think. Yeah. But that's. Mm, I wouldn't say half a bottle. Maybe a quarter of a bottle of. Um, Jack Daniels. Oof. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a good job I've got an empty bottle by me because I need a piss, actually. Go for a piss. We'll pause. <laughs> it's fine. If you need a piss, we'll, t- we'll take a piss break. It's fine. No, carry on. Carry on. I don't want you crossing your legs, mate. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to hear that empty bottle being filled up. <laughs> the thing is, it, because, like, probably the colour of my piss, it'll probably look... Oh, I better pour it away because otherwise I might end up drinking it because it looks the same. <laughs> Have the same consistency. Oh, I know. A slight burn as it goes down the back of your throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Go on then, mate. Go what on. What have then. you got? Um, I've got. I've only got five. Uh, yeah, five movies. First one. Bit of Mel Gibson, mate. Bit of Mel Oof. Gibson. Uh, poor Mel, ostracised from Hollywood for so long, uh, and yeah, Bloodfather. He's come back with a Bloodfather. Um. Oh, where do I start? Apart from, it's fucking great to see Mel Gibson back on the screen again. Uh, he's still pumped. Remember, he got pumped up for Expendables three, and yeah. then was vastly underused in in the shite Expendables three. You uh, hate that? Oh, I fucking hate it. Tom bought it, me. <laughs> right, so I saw it. I saw it. It's the only, the only Stallone movie in I don't know how many years that I only watched once at the cinema. Yeah, oh. and I, I was all for walking out halfway through it. Teen will tell you, she was sat next to me. I got so fidgety watching it and going, this is fucking shit. This is fucking shit. I was getting annoyed with it uh, and oh, for all sorts of reasons. Uh, so, yeah, Tom got it me for, I think it was for Christmas last year. It might have even been for my birthday last year, and I still haven't watched it yet. I watched the documentary on it, which was, yeah, that was all right. Mm-hmm. But I haven't watched the movie for a second time yet. I um, I don't know. Maybe I should drink some Jack Daniels and put it on and then see what happens. But I'll get to it eventually. Mm. So, yeah, after... Um, I don't know if you've seen... Because he disappeared from the screen and just sporadically appeared like he was in... What was it? Machete Kills, wasn't he? And then he was in like yeah. Expendables 3. Before that, he was in The Beaver uh, and Get the Gringo, which I thought... I like that. I like them both. I like both those movies. I've not seen um, The Beaver, but I, it's not called Get the Gringo in this country, is it? It's called something else. Oh, yeah, it's... Oh, fuck. Yeah, another name that I'm sure... I'll find out. You find it. You find it. But I enjoyed them. You watch The Beaver, mate. You'll like it. I'm sure you will. That's uh, That was directed by Jodie Foster. Mm-hmm. It was. Right, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, so he comes back. He's in this. He plays an ex-con. Um He's sort of estranged from his wife and his 17-year-old daughter. He's living in... He's like your typical trailer trash out in the middle of nowhere, earning just pennies, tattooing people. Um, And then all of a sudden he gets a call from his daughter. She's in trouble. You see what happens at the beginning. His daughter's in deep trouble with people that you don't want to get in trouble with. It's all to do with drug dealers. Uh, She comes to him for help. 
uh, doesn't really trust him. Uh, he gets involved with all this big, the, the shit that's going down, thanks to what happened with this drug deal that went wrong. And it's like, yes, it's Mel Gibson pumped up, firing a gun, <laughs> and he's pissed off. He's, uh, he's a recovering alcoholic, uh, and his daughter appears, and she's drunk as well, so you know he tips her booze away. So he's, you know, he's got his own internal demons that he's fighting with his alcoholism, and he doesn't. He, he wants to live a peaceful life. You know, he's he's been a bit of a bad boy in the past, but through the situation that his daughter is in, he's he's got to turn back into into Mad Mel, and, right? And kick some ass. And holy fuck, mate! It's so good to see Mel Gibson kicking ass again. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really good. We just, we just sat there and were lapping it up, and we're like cheering and whooping and going, "Yes, <laughs> it's very, very good." And Mel Gibson, no matter what you might think about him, you know his personal life and that. I tell you what, he is one of the most underrated actors. He's a fucking incredible actor. He really is. And I don't think he gets the recognition that he should do. He does as a director, and again, rightly so, um, because the latest movie that he directed as well, apparently that's going down great guns. Um, but as as an actor, he's, like, severely underrated. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, I'm just looking now, his, his latest film, is it a World War II uh, one he's directed? Uh, it's called Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Which always make well, just I say always. I've only just seen the title of it, but it makes me think of Heartbreak Ridge. Oh um, yeah, yeah. With Clint Eastwood. But um, no, I mean, he. I always said this before. You know, he's a fucking movie star, isn't he? Mm. He's he's been in some of the most amazing films. Uh, Lethal Weapon, we talked about. Um, but bringing it, I suppose it's not recent because Christ, it came out in '99. But I love Payback as well. Yeah. Um, I think he's great in that, you know, uh, like you said, no nonsense, don't give a fuck. He just goes around, he just wants his $70,000 uh, and he'll do anything to get it, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm glad he's he's back because it's a long time coming. Yeah, it's well overdue and I hope he makes some more like this as well. Yeah, I, th- I think, like you said, um, I mean, I loved the, uh, Fury Road, the latest Mad Max film. I thought it was, it was really entertaining but i'd love to see mel gibson in that role do you know what i mean yeah. um with his beard against... his crazy beard yeah. that he's got <laughs> yeah he could fucking do it though couldn't he oh, yeah. i mean he really could because you know he's proven like you said with he's still you know particularly with Bloodfather, you know he, he can still do action oh wow. uh, he's yeah. still an imposing character you know and you wouldn't fuck with him that's for sure. No, if he'd have been in that latest Mad Max and the way that he's built now, you know, it's like all pumped up and he's got his crazy beard on the go that he'd been out in the wilderness all these years. And seeing through this, you know, he, he can still do action stuff. It, oh, yeah, I'd have been so much more into that. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, highly recommended, mate. Definitely. Mm. Uh, next up, comedy. Well, action comedy, actually to be honest with you, because it got more action in it than I was expecting, and it's called Keanu from 2016. Okay. Um, It's a couple of mates. Um, One of them has a little kitten. The kitten gets stolen by drug dealers, once again. I've been watching a lot of films to do with drug dealers lately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they they then, these two guys then, pose to be uh, like street huds you know and drug dealers and go underground and try to it's all trying to get his kitten back 
And it, it begins with like an amazing, amazing action set piece uh, worthy of something like from The Matrix, because they do reference The Matrix and they call it the fucking Cat Keanu, for God's sake. Uh, but there's like this brilliant set piece action slow-mo all stuff going on violent again really um but there's some genuine laughs in it we found ourselves because tina went oh my god i laughed out loud then because <laughs> it was because you're not expecting it we thought oh, it'd be one of those sort of smile movies hmm. but it like popped along at a fair old rate and there was like i said there was genuine laughs in it there was some good action in it um a little bit cheesy nothing Nothing where I'd go, oh, my God, this is, you know, this is amazing. Watch it. But it's one of those, if you do find yourself with, I don't know, however long I'm just looking now. Oh, is it a long hour 40? So it's not that long. With that much time to spare, you you can do a hell of a lot worse than Keanu, you know, for action, laughs, and and a little kitten in it as well. Oh, oh I'm yeah. going to have to check this one out. Have you seen Central Intelligence? No, I haven't yet. I do want to watch it. Yeah, because I've heard a lot of people talking about that one, saying it's good fun. And again, with The Rock. Um, so, but yeah. Well, I'll have to check this one out then. I'd heard about it because of like Keanu. I'm thinking, what the fuck's that? I didn't know, I have any idea what it was about. But you've kind of sold it to me now. It sounds quite good. It is, yeah. And you've got, you know, I'm sure Kay will like it because you go, oh, the little kitten. And it's, you know, sometimes in peril. And you go, oh my God, save the kitten. And yeah. Nothing bad happens to the kitten, does it? They get sliced in half, mate, by chainsaw. That's it. No, <laughs> no it doesn't. No, that's all right. If, if if anything bad happens to the cat, I know. Well, that'll that's be. Uh, Kay won't watch it. No, so. no. There's nothing. Nothing bad happens to the cat. That's fine. That's all right. Yeah. Um, it was how I spent my summer vacation. Ah. Uh, get the gringo was called that over here. Yeah, that's it. Mm. I quite fancy They're... watching that. I remember enjoying it, but can't remember a lot about it. Yeah, it was good fun. Um, again, it was kind of funny, and um, he sort of, he, I won't say reprised his role, but he was similar to Porter from um, Payback, you mm. know, sort of, uh, yeah. Cool. Next up uh, is a fairly low-budget uh, horror-slash-comedy movie called Deathgasm. Now, this was one, I can't remember if I saw it. I think it was on Amazon Prime, to be honest with you, and I was flicking through. And it was just the name and the poster for it that got my attention. And it said something like, it it said horror, blood and rock music. And I thought, well, that's all my boxes ticked then. So I'll I'll give it a go. (laughs) Really surprised by it. It's like a cross between um, trick or treat the movie from the 80s with, oh, yeah. you know, Sammy Kerr, the the amazing uh, soundtrack by Fastway, the, where Gene Simmons plays a DJ in it. Love, love that movie. It's like a cross so, between that and Evil Dead 2. Really? Seriously, yeah. It was oh, like... That... But I, I love both of those movies. So, you know, combine them and you've got Deathgasm because it's about it's about these teenage lads and they form and they're into but the the metal that they're into it's like it's like death metal uh but they form this band and they they unwittingly play this tune that raises this demon up and then this demon goes on a killing spree and then they've got to try and get the demon back to where it came from but again the 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 gore uh, and the humour in it is just like it's just like Evil Dead Two. 
if if you like that, you've got to watch Death Gasm. But then there's the whole rock music side to it, and you know, even though the demon is by no means like Sammy Kerr from Trick or Treat, it just had shades of that because you've got like what was once like a dorky teen, um, it has now suddenly got this power, and is like a hero within a community as well. And there's a lot of stuff goes on again. And again, we were laughing out loud with it. There's uh, real over the top. Oh yeah, here's another one. I'll throw it in. It's 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 the bastard love child of Trick or Treat, Evil Dead Two, and um, Peter Jackson's Brain Dead. Oh oh my god. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Because if I remember rightly, I think it is um, New Zealand as well. They're from New Zealand. These filmmakers. Oh wow! And they're young filmmakers, and they put this together. And so, yeah, though if you, if you love those three movies, put them in a pot, mix them all up, and then you've got Deathgasm. <laughs> Oof, that sounds incredible. Yeah, so I have to check that one out. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's it's fun. It's real fun, and you're going oh, with some of like the gore stuff, and then you're laughing your tits off at some of the stupid stuff that's going on. Very, very a huge surprise, mate. Totally, you know, took me by surprise. Wasn't expecting anything from it whatsoever. Mmm. Mm. Sounds cool. Sounds cool. Um, of course, I have to give a documentary recommendation. Oh, of course, it wouldn't be a sixty minutes with entertainment show if you didn't talk about a documentary. <laughs> <would you? laughs> no, so I've only got the one in this episode. I normally have a, mm. a few. Um, I am halfway through watching one. I thought I might get it finished, so I'm going to save it for the next one. I don't want to talk about it till it's finished. But this is this is a good recommendation, and it's called Tickled. Okay, Tickled. Do you like to be tickled, mate? Um, mm, not. I'm not a massive fan of it. No. I like tickling my daughter because yeah. that's quite funny because, you know, she giggles like an idiot. Um, I quite like tickling with my tongue if occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your ticklish bit then? What, where's, where are you most ticklish? My ear, yeah, possibly. Uh, with a tongue, not with a finger. Cause that's, just, <laughs> that's a bit weird. Uh, I suppose... Uh, my side, you know, like my by my armpits and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. So freak out if I'm touched there. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't fancy getting involved in some endurance tickling? Ooh, that doesn't sound good. What's this yeah. all about? Well, it involves. It's it's weird, weird, mate. Well, it it starts off so innocently. It's um, a journalist again in New Zealand, actually, um, David Farrier. He comes across this, it's, and I'd never heard of it, endurance tickling, which apparently is a big thing online. Okay. And it's it's weird because this one particular person who's behind uh, the main the main bulk of all the this endurance tickling that's online gets, it's, it's inevitably like late teens, early 20s boys to wear... It's like they're straight from the 1970s. They're wearing, like, the short shorts and a 1970s um, Adidas or Adidas, wherever you're from, um, top, like, T-shirt top. So they do look like they're from the 70s, and one of them gets tied down, so, you know, ankles, um, wrists, and then one or more other of these boys come and tickle them. Nothing, nothing, you know, there's no fucking cocksucking or anything like that going on. It's just... (laughs) <laughs> they're just oh, they're oh. just tickling them, you know. You say under the arms and on the belly, and you know, you know, the, the bottoms of the feet or something. 
It all seems quite innocuous. No, it's, it's fun. But because he's a journalist, he starts digging deeper. And oh my God, he uncovers this web of... Oh, I've got to be careful what words I use here because he goes down this rabbit hole that gets very, very dark and quite scary. <laughs> Something that you would not associate with like what you think would be just innocent tickling. Mm. And I cannot remember um, any other documentary uh, that me and Tina have watched where the amount of times that, that we sit there and we've and we've gone loads. We've looked at each other and gone, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> so many different things start appearing, and we've just kept looking at each other, going, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> he's uncovering all of this. Threats are involved, and solicitors, people travelling from one side of the planet to the other, and what starts off as quite nice becomes very intimidating. And yeah, he uncovers this web of shit that you you'd have no idea that it would end like this. The wow. the only thing that disappointed me was the way that it ended. It didn't sort of really tie a knot on it all. It was all still quite open, and all the stuff that they uncover throughout the journey. They go from New Zealand and they fly to America. Um, <laughs> oh my god, the stuff that happens there. I would have liked it to have been a little bit longer and a bit more of a conclusion, but through what happened, they couldn't do that because there is no conclusion. Hmm. Stuff still keeps going. But yeah, if you want to sit down, um, it's one, you know, you can't, don't be checking your phone and all this kind of shit. Lock yourself into it and you will just find yourself, your jaw will just be dropping to the floor quite a few times <laughs> and going, wow. how did tickling get to this and then people say stuff and all oh yeah very very good mate very good documentary mm, says wicked now that um i've saved the best for last oh yep a movie um and again can you believe new zealand it's all been like new zealand it's oh, all about like, these new zealanders tell isn't you it? what mate new these Z kiwis oh god there's mate tell you it's truth they really <laughs> I, think, I think that's more Australian. Uh, probably. But... They're close enough, aren't they? Um, yeah, so they are they're coming out with some amazing stuff lately. And this, this, this is cream of the crop. Now, we talked about Sing Street earlier. Mm. This is another one of those, like Sing Street, where you're just going to have a big smile on your face all the way through it. And it and you're gonna watch it and it's gonna make you feel good at the end of it. You just I can't remember again. Well, apart from Sing Street, a, a movie where I, I just I was smiling all the way through it and laughing, and it just made me feel really good. And it's called Hunt for the Wilder People, mm. directed by oh, this is where I always get the name wrong, Taika Watiti, I think. Okay. Uh, he directed oh the the shadows film. What we do in the shadows. What we do in the yeah. shadows, which is amazing. If people haven't seen that, go oh, yeah, go yeah, and watch great, that. That's really really film. good. Yeah, he's yeah. he's directing um, at the moment the next Thor movie as well. Is he? Yeah. So he's going big time. But this this is all about this kid. Um, he's gone from care home to care home, and nobody really wants him. And he's a big lad. And he's, he's introvert, 
Um, but he's, he's a bit naughty as well. That's why he's gone from one place to the other, because he's a bit uncontrollable. Because he thinks nobody loves him, you know, so he's, he just does whatever he wants. Hmm. So he ends up at um, at this home. And I'm just making get the cast here. Yeah, Sam Neill is the dad there. And Sam Neill absolutely fucking owns this movie. Really? <laughs> yeah, he is so good in it. Underplays it, um, but he's just so watchable in it. He's he's like the grump he's the grumpy old man. I think it's probably why I associated with him, because he's like this grump, <laughs> grumpy old man who finally, you know, his his heart melts and he sort of, you know, he he, he comes to love the kid. Um Something I don't want to give too much away. Something happens, but what it ends up with with the kid and Sam Neill um, in the woods and trying to survive, and authorities are after them and chasing them. So it's about their journey together and their relationship and the way that it grows uh, and what happens while they're they're spending that. And it's like months, out, you know, just in the woods, and they go through. It's warm when they begin, and then winter comes in, and it's like snow and everything. And there's some shocking bits in it. And again, I'm not, I don't want to give too much away at all, but the, there was one bit in it and it was like, oh, I can't believe they did that. I can't. And it was just like real, like a, a, somebody had punched you in the gut and you're watching mm. it and going, oh, fuck, I can't, I can't believe that. But then other stuff happens that just like warms your heart and you're going, oh, that's, that's so good. Like I said, just smiling all the way through this. The acting in it is is superb. The story is brilliant. Um, and it just it it wanders along, and there's n- no point whatsoever. Do you turn away from the screen? <laughs> it just it holds your attention all the way through. It's such a lovely story that yeah, that this this is one that's going to fight with Sing Street for for film of the year, mate. Really is. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna check this out. Based on what you said and looking at the pictures and whatever. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit about Bad Santa. I don't know. I'm getting because there's that maybe because you've said it's like got a fat kid in it, and mm. you know it's only like a grumpy old fucker with Billy Bob Thornton in it who kind of strikes up a bit of a bond with this kid who nobody really likes. Am I way off the mark? Yeah, or? yeah. The humour in this is a hell of a lot more subtle than Bad Santa. Okay. I mean, Bad okay. Santa's fucking a woman up the arse in a changing room and saying she's like, <laughs> walk straight for a week. <laughs> You'll be pleased to know Sam Neill doesn't fuck the little kid up the arse. So at any oh. point... There's the, <laughs> Dave, you had to go there. <laughs> I just want to reassure people that. So no, <laughs> nothing like Bad that's Santa. Not the, that's not the shocking moment you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Or is it? Maybe when trying to swerve away, maybe it is. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just beware when he brings out this uh, this gag, this ball gag. But <laughs> <laughs> no, the humour in this is very subtle. Uh, it's um, you do you do laugh out loud, but it's one of those where you just find yourself giggling and smiling all the way through it. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. It's it's got to be one on people's to watch list. Nice. Yeah. So that that's been it. Not watched a, a lot really, considering it's been like a couple of months since we last did one of these. Um, but it's it's been all about the quality rather than the quantity. Oh god, yeah. I think we've. Uh, I mean, you've switched me on to some some good stuff there, um, and hopefully we both have. You know, uh, with with the films and stuff. Uh, I think we always do, don't we? Yeah. We always talk about some shit. Yeah, people always. I think 
get in touch and go, oh, that, that was good. Yeah. Apart from Jerry from Bad Cop. I think he watched something we recommended <laughs> and he didn't like it. You bastard, Jerry. <laughs> uh, what was it? I think it was Captain Kronos, vampire, hunter or killer or whatever it was Mm-mm. that he'd never seen before. That's great. Yeah. What's he talking about? Yeah. So there's, think... there'll be there'll be something in there that I'm sure he'll like. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think everything that we talked about, I would I would say watch everything that we've talked about tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a great range of stuff, and I know before we go, I I, I always do it, and I want to do it, and I've been doing it quite aggressively on Twitter the last few days, and you know because I've had a bit of a rant at you about <laughs> it. But since we last spoke, there have been I think 26 reviews that have gone up on the website. Now, considering it's three people, me, you, and Tina, that are putting these reviews up, mm-hmm. that's and, and considering, you know, we've got jobs, we've got kids, we've got lives, we've got other things that are going on, that's pretty fucking amazing. I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I don't give a shit now. I'm blowing my own trumpet. I'll do it. Well, you blow can, it. I'll, blow, I'll blow your trumpet as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll have some alternate blowing going on here. I'll blow Tina's as well. <laughs> Why not? I'll do you both together. Um, because, I, you know, I, I say all the time, I'm immensely proud of the stuff that goes on the website. And I think that a lot of time and effort goes into putting those reviews up. Um, You know, people think, oh, but you get sent a free film to watch. But it's not just about that. It's about actually sitting down and watching the film and then writing a review or playing a game and writing a review. And and there's even things that, like with the retro reviews, that, you know, I do that just for the sheer enjoyment of doing it. And I do genuinely enjoy writing reviews. It's a, it's a real pleasure and honour from my point of view. Um, and I feel like quite privileged that I'm able to do it. But it, all, I, all I'd ask people to do, I, I love the fact that people like with this competition, you know, they actually had to work a little bit to find the competition you know it wasn't yeah. just can- handed to them on a plate which is nice so well done tony for that and hopefully more like be teased about another big box set which you can give away but um you know even just a retweet just if you if when a review gets posted up just retweet it you know it, it, you know even if you got like a dozen followers or whatever it, it be, it's just nice because we don't ask for anything really doing this show doing this uh doing writing the reviews you know we don't ask for for anything we don't ask people for money we don't ask people for you know for anything really you know and and i'm I'm grateful for everybody that listens and I'm grateful for everybody who checks out the website, you know, and, and, and sends us a message saying, oh, I enjoyed that or this or whatever. But, you know, just that that would make my day. You know, if somebody, you know, when a review goes up, it's not just me or you retweeting it. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not retweeting each other's stuff. It just, you know, and it's not just about that. You know, on Facebook, give it a like, you know, and tell your friends, tell your – tell because we're an independent, aren't we? And again, I'm – I've said it to you privately, but looking at some of the stuff, you know, in Total Film, they'll have their main reviews, like of all the big films and all that, you know, and they'll spend a couple of pages writing about that shit. And then the smaller films that come out, like, with, you know, home video or whatever and DVD, they'll have like a paragraph, two paragraphs Mm -hmm. at best. Whereas we'll spend like 800 words, you know, or, you know, half a dozen or a dozen paragraphs you know explaining about the film and we don't, we're not pretentious with it either we do it you know so that we 
you know, we basically say what we think about the film and what, whether, you know, we enjoyed it or whether we didn't enjoy it and why we didn't enjoy it or what we liked about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just asking if people, you know, just, just give us a retweet, just do it, give us a, send us a message, say you enjoy it. You know, it'll just, it, it kind of makes all the difference to me anyway. And we don't ask for a lot, do we, Dave? Am I being a dickhead by saying this shit? Yeah, blame me. I've had a, I'll say it, I've had a, a <laughs> quarter of the whiskey. But, you know, I, I don't think I'm asking for much. Am I? Come, you know. No, no. I think it's fair point there, mate. It's. I was actually. I was having a poo before we started recording, <laughs> and <laughs> that's some whiskey that you passed. <laughs> oh, that my fucking throat. I think it's like it was a, oh. just to go off on a tangent. I don't know if it's like getting older. I'm finding I'm pooing a lot more. It's like that, that was my fourth one of the day. And, really? And yeah, and it wasn't, it's not like splatter or anything. It was like proper poo. <laughs> <laughs> like... Tell you what, I was talking to, well, I'll say, I always send Jerry a, a message on, uh, you know, when I've listened to a show and they were talking about pooing. And I, I, the first thing I do when I wake up is I have a poo. And it's, it's, oh, me too. When yeah, think, yeah. When you think about it, it's thinking, well, it's like it must have been waiting for you to get up and that those first sort of like 20 minutes of activity have made you have a poo yeah but i'm like i have about three or four a day as well you know yeah. so i don't think there's anything wrong with that oh that's all right because i had four yesterday and i've had like four today <laughs> i was getting quite worried i thought oh my god I've had, th- I've had three today oh well that's all right then <laughs> maybe, maybe we did Mixed. one at the same time we could have been Mixed. synchronized pooing together oh yeah mixtures of consistency you know <laughs> sort of like ranging from a log to <laughs> Nice little fluffy bits. Oh, yeah. It's always satisfying doing a log. <laughs> but, yeah, I was sat there um, doing said poo, and I picked up... Uh, it was to- it was Total Film that's by the side of the toilet, and it was a review of... It was Dead End Driving that put a review up. I think it was, like, last month. We put yeah, the- I read that as well. And it was literally the the review in Total Film. And I know they've got to allocate different space to different movies, depending on, on what's what. But it was just like a paragraph. And I thought, for fuck's sake, if people don't know about that, because it's not a well-known film, it's it's films like that that people probably have got no idea about that you want to read more about. I didn't. I'd never heard of it. I must admit, well, until you, it. until the review went up, and um, because we do, think, like you said, we put substantial reviews upon there, and then we'll add. We've all, you know, the three of us have got our own style as well, and we always add a little bit of personal stuff to it as well. So, you know, you get you get to know a little bit about us. So it's, yeah, I think, and again, like, you know, blowing our own horn, I think that, that it makes for good reading on there. So it would be nice if people could just go, you know, give, give us a retweet. Not just for the fact that there might be a hidden competition in, in one of them every now and again. Just have a read and let us know what you think. If you don't yeah. like it, you know, even if you don't like it, tell us anything. Well, that was a bit of a shit review and we do say if we don't like stuff we do we do say we don't like it i know um tina did a review of a a film called the keeping room and she loved the actual film itself but the the commentary track i think it was two people on it and one of them was the the writer i think it was the of the original story if i remember rightly and and she says in the review it was like she had to turn it off like three quarters of the way through. She was so pretentious and up her own arse. It was like, it was a really shit, shit commentary um, that was on there. Whereas if you go to like the Slugs review that I did, where the movie admittedly, and I put it, isn't that great. The commentary with Sean Hudson on it is one of the best commentary tracks you're ever going to listen to and is yeah. worth buying just for that. So yeah, yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the, the Eurogamer review uh, or 
you know, I've sort of wrote, uh, uh, you know, about 6,000 words on it. You know what I mean? Mm. And it, it's, I enjoyed doing it. Don't get me wrong. I really did. And I'll carry on, I'll carry on doing it. I'll keep doing it. I love it. But, you know, just, I'm, and I'm, I'm sort of like, I'm saying to these companies, here, I'm, I'm writing a preview of your, of your game that I'm enjoying. Retweet the fucking thing, you <laughs> bastards. Do you know what I mean? Just do it. It's just, come on. We're, I think we're a, we've got an amazing website. I've said this for, well, it's nearly three, it's three years old next year, isn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so next February was when one of the first reviews went up on it. And to think that we're, we're pushing 300 reviews now, um, that's not bad. Mm. Uh, that, that, that's, you know, really good. And, uh, you know, no, it's two years re- old next year. Is it two It'll years be two, old? Yeah, because I missed. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> I had a brain fart. The twenty-first of September this year was the second birthday of the podcast, and it was like the week later. I suddenly realised <laughs> I had not put anything online about it. Oh fucking hell! Wow. Yeah. So, but you know, um, my next review probably is going to be a retro review of um, Body Harvest, which was an N sixty-four game, and uh, you know, so. It's, you know, I'm not asking for much. Come on. Just a little retweet, a little like, whatever. Just mm. throw us a bone. Just something. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're awesome. We are. So. We, we've just blown each other so hard, mate. My balls are just shriveled fucking raisins Oof. at the moment. I'm rock hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Another another good show, mate. Some good, like we said, good recommendations. Um We've ordered them to go and visit the website and let everybody know about it. Yes, so, and you can win a competition. Yeah, the competition's coming up. Um, I said, Tony uh, won the last one. We got quite a few things prepared. Like I said, some amazing prizes coming up uh, thanks to the, the people at Fabulous Films. Um, some great stuff to review, not only from Fabulous Films, but from the likes of Arrow and Aim Publicity and, and lots of other people too. So, yeah. All, all the more reason to go and visit the website and follow follow us on our social media. And people, of course, are asking now, Chris, where is that website? Um, it's at 60minuteswith.co.uk. It certainly um, is. And check it out. Look at, there's always, there's something for everybody on that fucking site. There is. There is. Yeah. 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 And then Facebook, facebook.com slash 60 Minutes With, at 60 Minutes With on Twitter and Instagram. Um, all of the social media outlets, they all have something different. So if you follow us on Instagram, you're going to see stuff that you're not going to see elsewhere. And same with Twitter, same with Facebook, and we mix everything up. But of course, yeah. the the website is the main hub for all of the reviews and all of the podcasts. Hmm? Yeah. Right. I think that's it. I think that's it. Well, hopefully... Wait, wait, wait. Where can they find you? At 60, was it 60 Minutes? Have you done the Twitter thing? I've done all? the Twitter, yeah, because I'm just <laughs> at 60 sorry. Minutes with... Um, Chris used to be at um, Dastardly Jabber. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry from Bad Cop Show is going to like that. Uh, but he's now at Dastardly Jabby, I do believe. Yes, that's me. I had to... I had to change. I'm, I'm thinking about changing it to Dastardly Jabber, just to... Because you know. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that. It is a pretty good one. But uh, no, I'm at Dastardly Jabby on uh, Twitter, mm. on the old Twitter. Yeah. And you, people can, of course, listen to you on the same coin as well. Um, and virtually every other podcast going. Uh, yeah. I've scaled that back a bit now. Yeah, have, just, haven't you? Uh, 
Yeah, I haven't got the time to be honest with you these days. Yeah. So you've spread just, your you, podcast just, seed, haven't you? And that's you've just I have used and abused them and then discarded them like a like a a dripping tissue, a used tissue, yeah. a crinkly old tissue. Yes. <laughs> I'm currently hovering over the boy. Add to add to trolley of PlayStation VR. Oh, Fucking hell! Take another sip of that drink, mate, and do it. Oh God! <laughs> it's in stock at um, one of the Argosies, about nine miles away from where I live. Oh, no. oh you can be there in ten minutes. Jeez! Fucking hell! <laughs> no, but my, oh, my wife would murder me if I came home with it. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's, no! Didn't didn't PlayStation send it you as a review? Did they bollocks? <laughs> Wankers. Could, couldn't you get away with that if you told her that? <laughs> they should do. Oh, I could actually. I could make that up, couldn't I? Yeah, it's a good story. Yeah, Ooh, as yeah. soon as you put the review on the site, mate, you'll be done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shh, nobody tell Kay. <laughs> no, don't tell my wife. <laughs> oh, the drunker I am getting, the more of a, a, a tempting proposition it is actually. Brilliant. So. In half an hour, I fully accept, expect to see a tweet with you. <laughs> Thumbs up next to a picture of uh, PSVR headset. Oh. Mm. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Hopefully, um, your little baby number two will stay in. We might get the bound one up. Um, other than that, we'll see how it goes because you could be covered in, you know, nappies everywhere for a while. Yeah. But saying that, I am off for a month, so mm. uh, all being well in one of the evenings. If if all goes well, then I'm sure I'll be back soon. Yeah. So. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you again, mate. It's been good. Oh, yes. As, love it. Always, as always, chatting to you is a real pleasure. Get Tina on for maybe the next one. Um, I know she watches the same shit as you, but uh, she's a bit dirty. She's dirty, isn't she? She's dirty <laughs> Tina. We don't call her dirty Tina for nothing. Well, I don't. So good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there could be some filth on the next one. That'll, oh, yeah, people will be retweeting that, won't they, the bastards? Yeah. Oh, they would. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Right. With that, then... Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to have another another tin of cream soda. You, my friend, pour yourself a, a large Jack Daniels honey and click the fucking button on that PSVR. Oh, yeah. And for a piss as well. Oh, oh. oh nice one. <laughs> <laughs> right. For the listeners, I, I'm going to go. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Hello. That's better. That's better. I got got it in the wrong hole. Oh, I thought you were podcasting with your bloody gimp mask on or something this week. <laughs> you, you were very muffled. You think I'd be used to getting it in the right hole after all this time, wouldn't you? But yeah. um, you know, it's any, any hole's a goal. Well, that's, so yeah. <laughs> so I'm told. You just sound a bit more muffled if you're in the wrong hole, I guess. Yeah, depending what you put in. Well, said she's, hole, really. she, she, she's muffled if there's something in her hole that shouldn't necessarily be there. Yeah, or, or, or you could sound muffled if you were muffling, I guess. I, <laughs> um, can I... <coughs> excuse me. Oh, God. The very, th- the very thought of a quick muffle and you're choking. Oh, gosh. Um, that went right down the back of my throat, then. <clears throat> um... <laughs> so, now we know you've got a pretty poor gag reflex, sorry. Uh, I have. Terrible. Oof. Um, 
can I? I'm just making Kay a cup of tea. Can I just? I'll be one minute. I just got to put the milk in. Is that, <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> Is that? <laughs> I've got to make it look, you know, like it. Well, make it look like it's milk. Yeah. I'll stir it, stir it with my cock as well. <laughs> I'll back a sec. All right then. <laughs> Is that better now? Did you? Oh yeah. Did you milk her up? Milk. <laughs> I tell you what, I will be fucking milking her soon. Her tits are massive. Bloody hell, she can put her own bloody milk in her tea then, she'll can't be, she then? Yeah, she'll be squirting her titty milk into my bloody coffee. God, there'll be lattes everywhere, won't it? All right, she should try that just once. I mean, last time she was pregnant, she uh, she was leaking everywhere. I'm guessing it's the same for pregnant women. And, uh, yeah, she... Um, you know, she only the baby only had to look at her, and she'd start leaking, and you know, <laughs> get the pads to to sort of you know keep it dry and all that sort of stuff. So uh, it's all good fun. I've got that to look forward to. Yeah, um, you'd be there, a pad in each hand, ready. <laughs> and because um, uh, she, the baby wouldn't take well, baby Lucy, as as she is now, um, wouldn't take to breastfeeding so uh she had to express the milk so she got like a hand pump and then she got one of these uh pumps that you plug in and she was literally like a cow being milked you know uh, <laughs> which is good fun uh, <laughs> yeah, so did, did you have good. her on all fours you know proper like a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i said like, actually you get on yeah, all fours yeah, yeah. you're being milked and i could uh get my, get, get my end away yeah. so, put her head through a grill so she can't escape just like they do with the cows <laughs> Yeah, oh, those are fun times. It's like she'll stick the pump on for you, and just you'd see the the life drain away from her face. It's like, oh God, not again. So, so we've got that to look forward to. Anyway, it's not uh, it's not happening just yet. So I can fucking have a drink tonight. That's all right then. Yeah, I've got half yeah. a glass of Jack Daniel's, honey. Oh. Yeah. What you what you got tonight? Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got cream soda. Ooh, yeah. I've got some of that. I haven't had that in fucking years. Well, no, we had some a few weeks ago and it was shit. It was like really watery. Mm. But now we've got this. Um, I'm just going to look. It's Tesco. Tesco. Oh, and it's proper. Oh, it's creamy. You know what I mean? Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have a sip now. If, if, you, if you're going to put anything in your mouth, make sure it's creamy. Not, not this oh, watery shit. Yeah. Proper mm. good stuff. Yeah, it is That's good it. stuff. 